MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, we are nine days into the month of January. It is a Monday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia restaurants that want to operate with streeteries must be fully licensed as of today. According to the city, all unlicensed streetery setups must be removed by January 9th. Restaurants say the application process is lengthy and vague, so operators are struggling with paperwork to submit for approval. Uh, ben Felicia, the senior director of operations for the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association, says that they are seeing three different rules in all of the documents. Right now, there's a guidance page, there's the law, and there's regulations. He says the rules are different in all three of the documents. <laughs> the city says uh, fewer streeteries are operating since the emergency outdoor dining program expired at the end of 2022. Some restaurants say they invested tens of thousands of dollars in expanding their operations safely. So they're saying as of today, we'll see who has, uh, you know, this permit and they'll be able to stay out there and who starts cleaning up. You know, there'll always be sort of something that you'll remember from this time period is like some of these elaborate things that were set up and you could see they weren't i mean they invested a lot of a them. lot of money in yeah them, i know and some of them are, i mean some of them are great like i i prefer Rouge. sitting up i mean yeah it's a little cold now and i know some are still heated but sure, like, especially yeah. during the like the nicer weather months it's so nice to sit I'm outside totally down with it yeah the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission is reminding drivers it's now going to cost more to drive on the Turnpike. The commission approved a 5% toll increase last August. As of yesterday, the toll hike affects the common toll for a passenger vehicle, increasing at 10 cents from $1.70 to $1.80 uh, for Easy Pass customers. Toll by plate will now cost $4.40, which is up 30 cents from last year. More information about the toll increase can be found on the Pennsylvania Turnpike website. A third humpback whale in about a month washed up at the Jersey Shore over the week concerning both residents and conservationists. Atlantic City officials say the 30-foot adult humpback whale was discovered on the beach near South Mississippi Avenue Saturday, only a few blocks from where another whale washed ashore on Christmas. A spectator's watch as scientists began the uh, necropsy on Sunday. The city brought in scientists from the Atlantic Conservation Society from New York uh, to perform this. I think they should really let the kids come in and play on them first. I think it'd be great. Before, they, uh, before they're going to you know, bury them. No, I told you we went to see one uh, in Strathmere years ago and the smell was so bad Jace was crying. He was wow. like, get me. I want to see yes. the dead whale he, It was, I mean, it was awful. Get on the whale! What? I'm trying to take a picture! Get on the whale! <laughs> How long does it take for, I mean, does, does it smell right off the bat? Or? They said this one smells already. Alright. All right, but they come pre-smelling. That's oh, great. Okay. Uh, you thoroughly go through the animal, open it up, find out what uh, what happened with each organ if you can, uh, if, and see if everything is still intact, said Sheila Dean, the director of the Marine Mammal Stranding Center. Uh, we used to go fishing quite a bit when I was a kid, and I'm telling you, the, the smell of uh, rotting fish, of, oh you know, God. something dead on, <laughs> on the bank or whatever you'd walk by, and it would be... Like getting hit in the face with something like immediate and visceral. The scent it is gnarly, and it, it was vomit inducing. Oh, for it's like yeah. I, I start dry. Uh, we we went out on a friend's boat, um, and they had left a a fish they had caught in the gunnel. Yeah, not realizing. Oh dear! <laughs> no. uh, oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So every now and then, when I was growing up, my dog would get out, and he would be gone for like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. He would come back, and he would be. He would. I don't know 
It's like he found all the fish that were rotting in a trash can somewhere, and he'd roll around in them. Oh it was ridiculous how terrible he'd come back smelling. Well, remember just we had a dead field mouse in oh, the yeah. office. Yeah. Yep. It's just, uh, yeah, no, thinking of a storm. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of dogs, not to go off on a, on a whole other subject, but my uh, our male dog, Rook, <laughs> you'll be walking him every now and then, and he will see a pile of another dog's crap, and he will just go... I'm going to go roll in that for oh a little God. while. Like, what? And, like, head toward it and just dive head first into it. I'm like, what? Why? 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 And the evolutionary chain, oh my did it compel you <laughs> to go and roll in another creature species? I'd there's you, a reason there's for there's it, There's got to sure. be some sort of reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, part it's fun. I don't know. I've never tried it. the away. Yeah. So everybody is concerned, and there is what the NOAA Fisheries is calling an unusual mortality event of humpback whales. Uh, She said, noting Atlantic City isn't the only place where humpback whales are washing ashore. Some protesters on the beach Sunday speculate an offshore wind turbine project may have something to do with this. Experts say it's too early to tell, and it could take months to figure out why the whale died. The scientists have 30 tons of whale to inspect. Is it possible there's just a really successful fisherman that's working the beach? I don't think so. I don't think that's it. Uh, The city says it will be burying the whale on the beach because it's simply too big to move. In sports this morning. Hold it. I like that dramatic pause. In the Thank beginning. you. Yeah, you're going to stand a little tension there for a moment. <laughs> the Eagles beat the New York Giants 22 to 16 last night. Jalen Hurts returned from a uh, sprained right shoulder and threw for 229 yards under a conservative game plan, and the Eagles clinched the number one seed in the NFC with the win. As the top seed, the Birds will have a bye week this week and then will face the lowest remaining seed in the NFC in the division uh, division round in two weeks. The Giants, who played the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday, started practice squad regular Davis Webb in yesterday's game. The other wild card game, uh, round games in the NFC will feature the Seattle Seahawks traveling to San Francisco to play the number two seed, the 49ers, on Saturday afternoon. And on Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys will head to Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The Sixers beat the Pistons 123-111 to yesterday afternoon in Detroit. James Harden had a triple-double with 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists to lead the Sixers to the win. Tyrese Maxey added 23 points, and Montrez Harrell scored 20 for the Sixers, who have won four of their last five games. The teams play each other again tomorrow night with a game in South Philly. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock, and the Flyers had their four-game winning streak come to an end with a 6-2 loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs last night at the center. The Flyers are on the road tonight with a game in Buffalo against the Sabres. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome back on Monday morning. People are happy. The Eagles have done what they've needed to do moving into the postseason. So wonderful. It's a beautiful thing, and we are set with the new Word of the Week prize. That's good, too. We have a family four-pack of tickets to... The Philadelphia Auto Show, uh, returning January 28th through February 5th at the PA Convention Center. So that's always a good thing. We'll do. Oh, that's not word of the week. That's a stupid question. Uh, word of the week's three hundred bucks. Just some cash. That's great. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get some money. How about that? Uh, we have some other things that we're going to give away through the course of today's program as well. So we're happy that you're going to be here for. It. We do have a guest on the show. 
Uh, the uh, stage show, Jagged Little Pills, at the Academy of Music, it's going on through the 15th, and we will have uh, the star of that show, Jade McLeod, uh, joining us a little bit later on via Zoom. Marissa went to see the show and enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so we Very good things about it. Find out a little bit more about that later on this morning when we talk uh, to Jade. And other than that, we're just kind of getting back together. And uh, You traveled yesterday, right? I did, What yes. time did you get back? I got back. We landed about 6.20 or something like okay. that. Okay. And uh, had a very uh, positive traveling experience. Nice. I went on... Southwest Airlines, they've they've uh, you know they had a big snafu recently, yeah. and it was smooth sailing, man. It was Always actually pick an yeah, airline right after. Exactly, yeah. what was the exactly. They had this scheduling problem. Yeah, their, yeah. their systems messed up, and like loads of people. I only vaguely looked at it because we we're on vacation when it took place, oh, but like okay. they had a lot of delays, and it was a serious. Uh, the you know backlash from that absolutely that happened. So you went at the perfect time. When oh trying, man, on, on their best behavior. On my way to the destination, on my way to St. Louis, like the flight was a little over. It was like maybe two thirds sold. So I had a whole row to myself because uh, it's you do yourself seating on, awesome. on Southwest. Yeah, yeah. And I stretched out and I actually. <laughs> Was able to successfully sleep on an airplane, oh which God. is very rare for me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it was a good travel experience. Nice. All in all, how about you guys? Have a good weekend. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, okay. nice. Productive. All right, so we do have some entertainment stories to run by you, and a stupid question. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll do that very thing when we return. So hang out because we ain't going to be gone long. Why is there no? There it is. That was weird. The music didn't start playing until the very end. There, I'm scared. I'm a scared. <laughs> no. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to give away, uh, like I said earlier, we have a family four-pack of tickets for the uh, Philadelphia Auto Show, which is coming up January 28th through February 5th. The question you have to answer correctly is, which Infinity Stone was located on Vormir? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer to that? You should call now and try to win. Which Infinity Stone was located on Vormir? All right, we'll go through birthdays while we await your call and your answer. Today is the ninth day of January. It is Joan Baez's birthday today. Joan Baez, folk singer, political activist, 82 years old today. Always took her voice. To me, this is quintessential rebellion, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, protesting. She was she was the darling. Yeah, most definitely. This is a Dylan song, right? He wrote yes. this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, her version of the night they drove old Dixie down is pretty amazing. Nice. Back in the day when artists used to freely cover each other's music, yeah. like regularly, it wouldn't be unheard to hear two, three different versions of the same song right, right. around the same period uh, on the radio. A lot of uh, bands uh, would do that in artists. It was a regular thing, not as much anymore. Now you have mashups. And I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she is uh, 82 today. Uh, another one of the all-time great musicians, Jimmy Page, celebrates 
his birthday today. I was just watching him uh, over the uh, weekend on my flight. Uh, I watched the documentary "If These Walls Could Sing." Oh yeah, how which is, is it about? Every, it's great, and it's um. It goes all over the place. It doesn't just stay mainly on the Beatles. Right. There's, there's a whole lot of artists that are represented in it. And uh, Jimmy, just uh, the thing you don't that you forget about Jimmy is when he was 15, maybe, maybe 16 years old, he was a studio musician at Abbey Road Studios. That's pretty amazing. Like, he was a prodigy, and he was <laughs> called in to basically, you know, play charts for other musicians. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, he was playing guitar. On Shirley Bassey's Goldfinger, it was he, her- was he was right up front. He's a kid playing guitar, and she is belting her her lungs out singing that song. And he's That's the guy amazing. in the orchestra playing guitar. I had no idea it was her birthday yesterday. Oh no, yes, kidding. Shirley. Well, of course she's dead. She doesn't celebrate as much. Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's featured in that uh, in that documentary. Isn't she's she dead? Beautiful woman. I don't I don't remember her passing. Um, but Nick can look that up right quick. I, I might have spoken out of turn and see if she is indeed so. Maybe she is because we yeah. talked about her a few times because she said, of course, sang. Nope, still alive. Hey, she's, <laughs> we brought her back. She's eighty six years old. Okay, today. and she sang. Oh, what was man. the name of that song again? Goldfinger. <laughs> He's the man. The man with the mark. Why is it? Why won't the Zeppelin stop playing? Because I overrode it with our next birthday person. Okay, so and uh, oh 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 oh, and so now it's just stuck in perpetual playing until the song is over. Are you serious? Like yeah. it won't stop? Yeah, let on me that try, channel. Let me try something else here. Here, turn, pull that down. What, what amazing features button. this new operating system has? Like okay, oh my God. so that's not going to happen. Okay, um, so somewhere. <laughs> In the recesses of our of our uh, software, this song will play all the way to the end, and that should come for you. And, and it's a great song, yes. But it sucks. But it's it not gonna it's not gonna work when we talk about our next birthday, which is Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, she was a big Zeppelin fan, wife of yeah. Prince William, uh, and she is celebrating her forty one forty uh, first birthday today. Her forty one birthday. An elegant woman, she is. Yeah. I agree. So now we're playing British music and Led Zeppelin at the same time. All right. It just makes me happy when stuff like that happens. But brand new system. (laughs) So, uh, yes. Uh, Kate, as she goes by, is celebrating her 41st birthday today. I think she is. uh, I agree. She is an elegant Elegant. woman. Yes. Uh, It's also. Now, you want to put something somewhere else? I got got you. Dave Matthews. It's, uh, that's what he says right after he blows out the candles uh, on his birthday. We've talked about this many times. Dave does what's called Dave Speak in his concert. I don't know. Does he still do that? Oh, Nick? sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw him a few times last summer, which was a really good time. And um, people uh, love to hate on Dave Matthews. I think he's a great musician. I think the band behind him is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to try to go see him out in the gorge again this, this year because I had so much fun last year. So that, that gibberish, that stuff is just kind of a jokey thing that he does. Yeah, right? but yeah. I mean, he, like he's having fun up on stage yeah. still. And, he, and listen, he he brings it every single night. He works really hard. Yeah. He sings really hard. He's Did got you a see great the... voice. And he, and he really is a really good guitar player. Did you see the Paul Simon Grammys? I did, tribute? yeah. I, seen, he, I saw he, it actually he, after you recommended yeah. it. Yeah, and he got up and played it. He, he was great. Yeah, he's a, he's a terrific musician. So, so apparently, apparently on VH1 yesterday, there was a, uh, a rerun, well, a re-airing of when he and Trey Anastasio went to uh, Africa. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and they you know performed and played music with a whole bunch of uh, African 
and musicians, but yeah. it showed up on my Twitter feed because apparently, and I didn't, I wasn't paying attention when this was going on, but this is pre-Trey uh, getting sober, but apparently they were blasted, like really, really like. Oh, they were bombed the whole time? High off yeah. of it. Yeah, I don't know what they were high on, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, apparently so. All right, so uh, Dave turns 56 years old today, another musician. Uh, David Johansson, yeah. uh, who was uh, formerly in the New York Dolls, very cutting-edge uh, band out of uh, New York City, uh, cross-dressing and yes. all kinds of gender bending and stuff like that, but they were a lot of fun, but <laughs> took on another persona in the 1980s known as Buster Poindexter yep. and gave us songs like Hot, 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 and I guess we can't hear that now because uh, Zeppelin is still playing somewhere. <laughs> is it? No, no, it's, it's not. Hey! It's not. Okay. Uh, but Hot, Hot, Hot is still that song if you go on a cruise or it, to all, a, uh, a Caribbean location. All the goddamn time. We were down. Was was it in <laughs> Jamaica? Jamaica, yeah. It never stopped playing. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Did did Buster Poindexter, he had another song, didn't he? He, he a, did. What, and I can't And I forget what it was. What it was. It was like a, not as big as Hot, Hot, Hot. It was a Zeppelin cover. Was that what <laughs> it was? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so he turns uh, 73 years old today. And Buster Point, or David Johansson, has done some acting as well. He sure He's has. In Scrooge. Yeah. Know that. Oh, and uh, he was in, uh, what was that? We were talking about Debbie Harry the other day, Steve. Uh, she was in that um, movie that had uh, the, the horror video. Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side? Yeah, yeah. And he's in one of those segments yes, that's where right. he's a hitman and yeah, tries yeah. to kill a cat. Uh, so, yeah, he pops up uh, from time to time on screen. He's 73 today. Joey Lauren Adams, uh, you know from a couple of uh, Adam Sandler titles. Uh, uh, Big Daddy, uh, she was in Chasing Amy, uh, Biodome. Yes. Dazed and Confused. Yep, that is correct. Yep, she turned 55, and yes, she has that kind of voice uh, as well that Steve was doing there. The great J.K. Simmons turns a year older, too. The guy's phenomenal. He is. He's amazing. You see him all the time on the commercials, what he's doing it for... uh, Farmers Insurance. Farmers Insurance, yeah. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Spider-Man movies, J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, Whiplash was a huge role for him. He is a meme that pops up all the time, him as J. Jonah Jameson, uh, laughing and then going, you serious? Yeah. And that, and that always ends up, you know, all over the internet. And uh, I love you, man. I love that. He's uh, Oh, he's the dad. He's the dad. <laughs> I he's forgot so about good. That. And he's uh, and Juno. Commissioner Gordon as well, right? Yes. In the Batman. And great. Yeah. So he turns uh, 68 today. Uh, a woman we've had in the studio today, we love her, Imelda Staunton. Yeah. A British actress. And uh, really, one of her signature roles uh, was uh, Professor Umbridge in the Harry Potter movies. And uh, she's now playing uh, Queen Elizabeth yes. in the current season of The Crown. I have to, I have to get caught up. She's great. Uh, and she's also, uh, Steve, in the show, Trying. Yes, uh, yes, she's the, awesome. The adoption, yeah, she's yeah, a, yeah. Uh, the adoption advocate. Uh, she turns 67 years old today. She's also in um, uh, Downton, Abbey. A- Downton Abbey, right? Oh, yes. That's why she was here. Yeah, she was promoting the Downton Abbey movie. Yeah. Uh, so, All over the place. Uh, she's lovely. And the last birthday is uh, Nina Dobrev uh, from Vampire Diaries. Which she's is- one of the leads. And uh, she, uh, who is she dating? She's dating some... Somebody. Uh, Sean um, White. Oh, really? Yeah, I think... Snowboarder? Yeah. Wow. I think right. that's your squeeze. Uh, she is 34 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to a stupid question this morning. Which Infinity Stone was located on Vormir, 215-263-WMMR? Our phone screener's not working. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let me go to Mystery Caller. Nope, that didn't work. Hi, Caller, Hello. can you hear me? You're on the air. What's your name, buddy? This is Don. 
All right, Don. Do you know uh, where Witch and Penny Stone was located on Vormir? Soulstone. Soulstone is correct. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, sir, are going to give you, for a correct answer, a family four-pack of tickets to the 2023 Philadelphia Auto Show, January 28th, February 5th. Not fe- Yeah, February 5th. At the PA Convention Center, over 30 indoor vehicles in motion at Camp Jeep E-Track. And for the first time ever, the Ram Track. Ram Track. And you can experience the ride. Tickets at uh, phillyautoshow.com. At the box office uh, this weekend, number one was uh, Avatar. Again, uh, The Way of Water, $45 million now. Did you see that it is now officially broken even? Uh, No, I did not know that. Everything here on in, and it looks to be a pretty profitable here on in, is profit. It has become the seventh highest grossing film ever. I did see that. Yes. It surpasses Jurassic World at $1.67 billion. Is that, would that be correct? It's a billion. Yeah. It says million, but there's no way that's right. Uh, number two was uh, that movie Megan. Yes. Came in at $30.2 million, uh, followed by Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, A Man Called Otto, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Was Six. Then you have The Whale, Babylon, Violent Night. And rounding out the top ten was The Menu. My dad saw A Man Called Otto. He said it was his favorite Tom Hanks movie since Big. Wow. Now, this is my dad giving a review, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. But he thought A Man Called Otto was really well done. What's He's- it about? Uh, it's he's a curmudgeon, guy. right? Yeah, he's that curmudgeon guy. He lives in the neighborhood. It's the same author person as that soccer book you told me about. Is a man called Ove was the name of the book. And, uh, yeah, Otto's just uh, Tom Hanks' is his older dude who um, there is light that's brought into his life by his did neighbors. Did you say soccer book or did you mean hockey book? Hockey book. Yep. But I meant Saki. Okay. Soccer. <laughs> the Saki book. You know that. The Hawker book. Oh, yeah. I think I've done that twice. <laughs> All right. So the Kardashian-Jenner family is going through a lot right now. According to Us Weekly, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have gone their separate ways after spending the holidays apart. Uh, the Aww. pair previous, previously split in 2019. They got back you. together in 2020. A source said that Kylie and Travis are off again. Uh, they were supposed to spend the holidays together, but she went to Aspen to be with her family and friends up there. Uh, it's happened so many times before. They're known to be on again, off again, but always remain friends and great co-parents. Spent the weekend skiing down Chloe. Uh, they have a four-year-old daughter, Stormy, and an 11-month-old son whose name that they have yet to reveal. Now, uh, Chris Jenner and Chloe Kardashian are doing their best to be there for Tristan Thompson after he unexpectedly lost his mother, Andrea Thompson, uh, Thursday due to a heart attack. Yes. Uh, source told E! News that Kardashian was alongside Thompson uh, when he left Los Angeles to be with his family uh, to comfort and help him navigate what will be a very difficult time. Uh, the source added that she was incredibly close to his mother and like Chloe and the Kardashian family always do, they will come together and support their loved ones in their most difficult time of need. That's the thing. When you get married, you bring other people and the extended family into your life as well. And so, you know, after you split, sometimes those relationships still remain. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, I have another uh, Kardashian-related oh. story. Uh, Billy Bush. We should have some audio of this. We do. Well, welcome to the Jenner Sphere. Uh, Billy Bush. This one's about Billy Bush. Is he is in the news for another hot mic moment, this time over a crass joke that he made about Kendall Jenner. Uh, The entertainment journalist was fired from NBC in 2016 after the infamous Access Hollywood tape, if you recall. Uh, Bush, Bush's uh, comments 
about Jenner's Halloween costume yeah. were, were, were caught on Mike, uh, the model dressed up as Toy Story's Jesse. Uh, but Jenner's version of the yodeling cowgirl was more of a risque look. By the way, it's a great picture. It she is a great picture. Wonderful in it. She looks, and I think his comment is fairly innocuous. I would agree. Uh, Bush quipped on set, Kendall goes as Jesse, and believe me, there were a lot of woodies. <laughs> so that isn't the joke. And here we have the clip. So here we go. Kendall goes as Jesse. And believe me, there were a lot of woodies. <laughs> so what they were doing is they were they were throwing around lines yeah, to use right, right, in right. the report, and that was one that he threw out there, and it didn't make it on air. Uh, the extra host had quipped, and uh, you know the, the line they ended up using was, "It's going to be hard to see Toy Story the same way ever again," as opposed to Kendall goes as Jesse, and believe me, there were a lot of woodies. So whatever, it's they're throwing ideas yeah. around, and it was it's never what they do. It, they were going to pick the one that made yeah. it to air. Yeah, how this made it out, who released this? Yeah, uh, no one knows. But uh, I think the show is standing by them, the producers, right? Yeah, and, and so they should. So yeah. he makes a safe Woody joke. Yeah, and uh, she's dressed like this very sexy character. Yeah, and he's in trouble for that. Well, not really. Okay. I mean, so a source says that uh, Bush's remark was made in an environment similar to that of a writer's room. While taking the show, various comments and jokes are thrown out to see what sticks. That line about Jenner obviously didn't make the cut. The insider says Bush's comment falls under protected speech. But, yeah, it's pretty harmless. It's what you do. You throw these lines around, and sometimes you go, nah, we can't use that. Right, and they did That's a bit much. That's kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. Right, exactly. Whatever. So I think much ado about nothing. I think we should go home. Ron Mm -hmm. Jeremy is reportedly unfit to stand trial for dozens of counts of sexual assault, including rape, because prosecutors say he, uh, they have found that he is suffering from clinical memory loss. Uh, according to the L.A. Times, a former porn star is believed to have severe dementia. A diagnosis reached after consultations from medical experts enlisted by both the prosecution and the defense, respectively. So they both came back with that yep. determination. Okay, yep. I thought it was just a ploy. No, the report also says there's no indication that uh, he's faking or anything like that. So it's both prosecution and defense yeah. have uh, have uh, you know put their experts on it to 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 check and uh, and sure enough, it's what they've said. Wow, look at this picture of him. He <laughs> does not look good. Oh yeah, he never looked good. Well, yeah. no, but this yeah. is like I mean, he's super thin and has aged tremendously. Yeah, I don't think they've allowed him to dye his hair now that he's been uh, right. being held. So now he's all fully gray. How old is he? Uh, he is, Casey, it's a good question. Be in his 70s. says in my story 69. Here, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, man. <laughs> apropos. Come on. So, now that his condition has been confirmed, the Times says, uh, citing an L.A. County uh, deputy DA, uh, that Jeremy will be declared incompetent as early as January 17th, which essentially stops the proceedings against him and will likely see him being sent to a state-run hospital. Uh, the DA... Is apparently keeping the door open for future prosecution if uh, Jeremy shows improvement. But as of now, there's no sign of that happening anytime soon. It's wild because he crossed over into sort of pop culture, the general field of pop culture, out of the porn business. There was a documentary about him mm-hmm. that received critical success, and he became sort of like the the, the go-to porn guy. And, uh, you know, he was this mess. We had him on the show a couple of times, but then all these women started to come forward in that industry 
saying that he had really overstepped his yep. place. Uh, he was hit with a 30-count indictment in 2021 that included allegations from 21 different women, all claiming he'd forced himself on them in one way or another dating back decades. Uh, the alleged victims ranged in age from 15 to 51. Uh, he pled not guilty to all of it. Uh, Jeremy's charges represent what some said was a long overdue reckoning in the adult film industry, where lines could easily be blurred and teetered over into criminal behavior. Of course, the alleged victims are upset by this latest decision, calling it justice eluded. But if he's uh, deteriorated, then he can't, you know, if, he can't effectively defend himself. If you know? the information gleaned from the doctors from both sides, yeah. then you, you kind of have to accept that that's what's going on. Yep. Uh, Chelsea Handler is grateful for her relationship with Joe Coy, even though the pair went their separate ways in July. Uh, she got candid with Entertainment Tonight about the effects in the relationship uh, that the relationship had on her. And she said, I kind of had lost my faith in men. And then I got into a relationship, and that faith was renewed, and it made me open-minded and open-hearted, and I remained that way. Why didn't they stay together? She said, I believe in love, and I, I love the way that love can light you up. But uh, but not with this guy. Yeah, right. so she's, she's always saying wonderful things about him. Yeah, yeah, they were they were in love, true love. So I very rarely, very rarely report on uh, the Real Housewives stuff yes. because I just don't care. But for some it. once in a while, yeah, a story is so huge like this one. I actually have two of them. Right. Okay. So uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw has been sentenced to six and a half years in prison for her role in a fraud scheme that targeted people who were mostly over the age of 55. Horrible. Uh, Shaw pleaded guilty to the telemarketing scheme and appeared in court in New York City on Friday. When given the chance to speak in court, she reportedly said, I am sorry, my actions have hurt innocent people. I want to apologize by saying I am doing all I can to earn the funds to pay restitution. (laughs) Yeah. After her sentence was announced, uh, her attorney, Priya Priya, uh, Chaudhry, said in a statement, Jen Shaw uh, deeply regrets the mistakes that she has made and is profoundly sorry to the people that she has hurt. Jen has faith in our justice system, understands that anyone who breaks the law will be punished and accepts this sentence as just. Jen will pay her debt to society, and when she is a free woman again, she vows to pay her debt to the victims harmed by all her mistakes. I don't have the details of everything behind this. Uh, it's a telemarketing scheme. Yeah. And they were uh, they were targeting people who were just uh, very vulnerable. And so that was the but deal. But do you know what they were I, pitching them? I think it was it was some sort of uh, retirement or some sort of um, medical thing. Whatever the usual scam is. Okay. You know, insurance, something on that level. Okay. Uh, but uh, she deeply regrets being caught. She does deeply regret being caught. <laughs> Now, the other one is the fact that Lisa Renna is walking away from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after eight seasons this on the show. crushes me. I'm sure. Because I am so invested in these wonderful women. In uh, a statement to People Magazine, she said, this is the longest job that I've held in my 35-year career. It's actually really crazy when you think about it. The lips on her. It's oh, my God. Real big. She said, I am uh, grateful to everyone at Bravo. I love my sisters. Excuse me? I loved them like sisters. I loved all my sisters? I loved them like my sisters. I loved them like my God sisters. God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm a little hard of hearing. It's, it's me. It's not you. It's okay. Uh, so she said, I'm grateful to everyone at Bravo and all those involved in the series. 
It's been a fun eight-year run, and I'm excited for what is to come. You know who's very happy about this decision is Harry Hamlin. <laughs> because he made it clear that he was never a big fan yeah. of her being on the show. Uh, this news comes after Kathy Hilton famously told Rena that she was the biggest bully in Hollywood. Oh. And everyone knows it. Uh, that was at the show's reunion last year. Well, maybe um, like uh, Damon Feldman can do a Lisa Renna Shaw fight. Uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Real Housewives fight. Uh, so Renna was also booed at BravoCon in October, where she jokingly told the outlet made her feel like a wrestler. Okay. Like bad, bad guy wrestler or something uh, like that, I guess. How many of these shows are there now? You have Real Housewives of How many Salt Real Lake? Housewives? There's oh, a bunch I just, of them. Steve, I just looked it up because I had the same yeah. question. Ten. Ten? Ten different versions of Real them. Real Housewives yeah. of Atlanta, Real Housewives of ten. New Jersey. Yeah, Salt Lake was the tenth of the ten. And is there Real Housewives of Hawaii? I forget. All right. I've already yeah. forgotten. Yeah, me too. I don't. I've never watched any of those. I just hated the whole concept of it. Here, here are the, the ultimate... Privileged and you know annoying and and, and annoying yeah. and then they they put on this uh, a little this, this fake side of of creating these dramas yeah and yeah. it's just like uh, please <laughs> shut up flip the table now <laughs> yeah so, so there's a, there is an eleventh uh, Dubai yes okay you know. Uh, Dubai people. <laughs> the Dubai people like the Flintstones. No, don't like the Flintstones, but the people of Abu Dhabi do. That is correct, yes. So this whole thing never gets old. I have told that. I've told that in front of my kids like three or four times. Do and they, they get it? Yeah, they get it, but they just shake their head at why I find it so funny. funny well, yeah. I, I'm not really into the dad jokes, but that one, yeah. I love that one. It's a good one. The people of Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but but the people of Abu Dhabi do. do. How's that not funny? I love Come it. on! Come on! That's a good one. So the Nepo babies are striking back in style. Shared a photo on uh, to Instagram Friday that shows Haley Bieber in Los Angeles wearing a white T-shirt with Nepo baby written on the front. Bieber. And according to uh, people, Gwyneth Paltrow commented on the post and said, I might need a few of these, too. How quick uh, Nepo baby just suddenly exploded. Came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. So... It continues on. I mean, so, so and you, Tom Hanks spoke on it. If you have, if you worked in a, uh, if you had a hardware business and your your kids <laughs> wanted to get into that business, you would be able to usher them through a little bit. Sure, absolutely. You know, and but but essentially, it comes down to you. You have to be able to. You have to be able to do the job. Got to be yeah. able to sell that furniture. Then forget it. Yeah. You're not going to be a part of it anymore. Uh, at the premiere of Eighty for Brady Friday night, Jane Fonda told the Hollywood Reporter that she was quote completely starstruck when she first met Tom Brady. Uh, she said he was kind and humble, which is hard to believe considering how brilliant he is at what he does. But it's true. She said. He was also sweet and polite. And she also said, my knees actually got weak when he walked into my trailer. Well, she's in her 80s. Uh, she said, I am in awe of that kind of skill. Hmm. Uh, when somebody is the best in the world at what they do, you have to honor and respect that. So she was a little smitten by him. I'm curious to see what the reviews of this movie uh, end up being. Because it, it is an interesting concept. It's certainly a high concept that you have these older women who are huge Tom Brady fans. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a real narrow band to operate on, but I, if they pull it off, great. I think it's cute. I think it's a, it's a fun idea. And look at the, the level of talent. I yeah. Mean, you're talking yeah. about Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, and Lily Tomlin as far as a, a, th- a four-women lineup <laughs> right there. That's a, that's a lot of that talent. pretty amazing. Uh, so it looks like it could be a lot of fun. We'll see how it uh, pans out. 
Uh, let me see a couple more quick stories. Oh, this was sad to see. Eight is enough star. Adam Rich played Nicholas. Yes. Uh, passed away over the weekend. He was uh, 54 years old. This uh, it, it simultaneously blew my mind, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's had demons all his life. Yeah, yeah. It said a family told uh, TMZ that he died on Saturday. At his Los Angeles area home, his cause of death is not yet known. They're not releasing anything about that. Did you watch the show at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, every I did as well. bit of it. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys probably don't. No. Oh, yeah. I do. We watched it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. You, you must not watching reruns then, yeah? No, I watched, we watched it live. But oh, really? like, Yeah, so I have an older sister, uh, and, you know, back in those days... When somebody liked the show, yes, you watch Everybody it as a family. Most so definitely. I mean, that's the reason why I watched Little House on the Prairie, and you know, uh, but I did, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you. The show had much about all it. sorts of interesting things that happened with it. the The original mom in Eight Is Enough died. She was actually John Travolta's girlfriend, and she died of cancer. Huh. And then they brought on Betty Buckley, who was the mom, and they, you know, there were some cast issues, and the, uh, I forget who's one of the daughters had a full. Mental breakdown. Yes, um, uh, I remember that. Yes. We, we we played clips of her on the air. She played. Was she Susan on I think the show? She was Susan, yeah. And um, yeah, that was heartbreaking. It was she very liked, sad. She thought that there were aliens that were telecommunicating with her, and they were going to take right. her in a black hole to do this. Now, like she had, you know, uh, she had a, a real mental breakdown. And he was. Uh, there were one or two stories of him breaking into like Rite Aid and being discovered. You know, he had a heroin problem. Yeah, at, yeah. At, at, as a young man. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't, we, you know, we're under the assumption that this was maybe drug related or something, but they haven't released anything yet. They say there are no signs of foul play. They just found them. Yeah. Many in Hollywood uh, took to social media to honor the late actor, including some other, uh, child, uh, stars like, uh, Lydia Cornell and Todd Bridges, mm-hmm. uh, had, uh, reached out to, uh, to share their grief. Uh, but yeah, that's sad news to hear that, uh, ended that way for him. He's 50, he was 54 years old, Adam Rich. Um, another one we lost too soon, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, the Taste Awards are going to pay tribute to late Bob Saget by changing the name of their comedy award. Uh, the category will now be called the Bob Saget Award for Best Comedy and Humor. Wow. That's nice. That's quite an honor. Bob! Yep. So I'm not familiar with mm. the Taste Awards. Yes, yeah, so you can actually eat their awards. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, All right. So make a nice like licorice. An edible yeah, yeah. Uh, trophy that you can take with exactly. you. Okay. Uh, the chair of the Taste Awards, A.K. AK Crump, said that we are honored to be able to remember Bob and his contribution to our culture, the families, and uh, to comedy with this newly renamed award. Crump? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Deadline reports that Yellowstone star Wes Bentley said the show's creator, Taylor Sheridan, knows how he wants to wrap up the storyline. You're totally into Yellowstone, oh right? Oh, my God, yeah, I love All it. Right. Yes. Uh, during a panel at the Screen Actors Guild headquartered in Los Angeles on Friday, Bentley said, uh, he has said to me that he knows how he wants to end it mm-hmm. and that uh, that was a while ago. And I'm sure he didn't know how we were going to get there, but he does know how. So he's got a definitive idea. Of he said how he wants it to be purgatory. The show to end. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're all actually in purgatory. Wow. That's, and this guy's character is interesting. You like hate him sometimes. Then you feel bad for him. Then you're hoping, you know, rooting for him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, let's uh, let's roll through some clips, if you don't mind. An intuitive neurosurgeon who discovers that she's the heir to a family of witches in Anne Rice's Mayfair Witches. And in this clip, star Alexandra Daddario talks about what makes this magical show 
relatable. At the core, it really is about a dysfunctional family, which is also fascinating because you, and I always think it's, I think there's a lot of magic in life and um, a lot of the fun of the show is that it's relatable. You know, we all have people in our family that are different than us. And Honestly, you naked. <laughs> Uh, Anne Rice's Mayfair Witches is now on AMC+. Plus. She's really good, and she was really good in White Lotus. Um, you know, it, it turns out she's she's a hell of an actress. Mm. Next uh, clip. Harry Hamlin's in that show, by the way. Is he? Yeah. All right, we were just talking about him. Yeah. All right, Koala Man is an animated series that follows a father who lives a not-so-secret identity as a hero who possesses a burning passion to snuff out petty crime. Here, creator Michael Cusack explains where Koala Man came from. Me th- uh, wondering what an Australian superhero would be like, because I'd definitely have no superpowers and be kind of boring and schlubby. Uh, so it was the idea of like, oh, let's put an Australian, like, have an Australian superhero and like suburban Australia and just see what happens. And I don't, I don't want, I don't think I want to see it. Koala Man is out today on Hulu. If you want to check that out, <laughs> the, the uh, animation looks really weird. Yeah, it does, which is kind of cool. So we'll see how that plays. And that is all I have in our entertainment report for you this morning. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We are going to come back in a little while. We have some things to give away and some people to talk to and all that good stuff. Monday morning, returning shortly. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We had uh, the, the weekend. I was gone. I, I was traveling this weekend, so... I didn't get a chance to chat with these guys uh, yesterday about what we might be bringing up on the program today, but you guys had a discussion about uh, something concerning uh, standing room. Yes, and I think it's I think it's legit. Yeah, uh, Casey brought it up and explain what what happened. Well, uh, so this wasn't me. This is my older brother, and uh, he told we'll call him. Casey. Yeah, no, we'll call him Dave. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he was at uh, the Eagles game two weeks ago. And uh, now, it, mind you, he has really good seats in the lower level. Uh, but uh, he was going with a friend of his who had uh, brought his son for his first game. And so he ended up giving him those tickets and then took his friend's tickets in standing room. Uh, they went into the, the stadium early, got really decent seats. Uh, and we're basically at like essentially what would have been the first row of a standing room only, um, uh, area. And so long story short is, uh, a couple of different times, uh, he left his little post, his son, my nephew saved his spot while he went either to the bathroom or to get a beer. All right. He said this happened twice throughout the entire game. And there was a guy who was standing behind him probably somewhere in his uh, 20s, who, uh, two things here, guys. First of all, he was yelling at my brother, calling him an old head. Right? An old head. My brother, who turns 50 in in, uh, <laughs> in April, he's like, dude, how old do you have to be in order to be called an old head? And I said, anybody over 50, I think, is, is maybe could be an old head. Why so, was he calling him an old head? I guess because he looked old and this guy was a young a- a-hole. Um, just, you know? a, just a, <laughs> just a just give, this, is, this is before the whole uh, my place, a whole yeah. my place thing. You this is, I guess, maybe to just get under his skin or something like that. So he was trying to start crap with my older brother. Right. So he's an uh, a-hole. He, he's an a-hole, and he's calling my bro- brother old head, which I've never heard. He's like, "Yo, old head, old head, how many times are you gonna do this? How many times are you gonna go back and forth? Blah blah blah. You're old head." And 
And so... What was he complaining about? That you Was your brother leaving the area and coming back a lot? He basically... This young a-hole, um, who doesn't know... Whatever. Uh, was He's never even met a real old head. Took exception to my brother leaving his post in this standing room only and then coming back and then thinking that he had rights to right. the the spot that he was in. Now, we, we'd we had this discussion. We were all at the dinner on Friday night, and we had this discussion. I think we all sort of came. There are these unwritten rules of general admission uh-ness, you know? Written by yeah. the Council of Old Heads. It's not written at all. But yeah. I think it's understood that if you are in the standing room only with another person or with a group of people, you can have your spot saved for you. I agree. Okay. I think that now what you can't do is leave the area, you, all of you, uh-huh. or if you're by yourself, and come back and expect to get that spot again. Or... You can't leave for a really long time. Exactly. And then come back and expect your your spot to be there. Casey, I haven't been to as many Eagles games as you have, um, but I know that there are a few sections that are pretty much standing room only. Right. Uh, there are maybe a few more at the Phil's ballpark. There's, you know, the Ashburn right. Alley uh, and then places along the rail uh, behind the, the sections on, on the first level. Um, when you get to any of those sections, that's kind of your spot for the game. Right? Yes. Okay. Is it, does the same rule apply for Eagles games? Like, if you get to that spot, that's your spot. As that's long your spot. As, as long as somebody is there, right, to save it while you go to the bathroom or to go get beers or whatever. All right. I, I, I think so. And like you guys said, if all of you, if it's two of you, and the two of you leave your post. <sighs> There's nobody there to save it for it's you. It's gone. Right. It's gone. Or, yep. again... Unless you have somebody there to stay. If you have someone there you. to save it for you. Or, again, as you said, if you leave for a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. yeah. And that pisses me off. It's funny because I went to see a concert in Reading back in November, and I was with... Oh God, it was like five of us, six of us, something like that, and, and we... We were in a standing room only area, and we left our one post because there was a there was a uh, an area directly uh, across from the stage that was amazing that nobody was at right. Right. So we went over to this area where there was nobody. Okay, and and I'm like now essentially standing right like center stage, and I left to go to the bathroom, and then I came back. Not only was one guy, there was like five people standing in my spot, and I was I said, said to my friends, I'm like. You guys, a holes. Like, yeah. Nobody saved my spot. Nobody said, "Hey, man!" Like somebody standing. Like I, I got nowhere. Like, you know oh, what we I mean? finally I was, got rid of him. Oh, I was, <laughs> got rid of him. This guy drove everybody Thank there. God. He got the tickets for everybody. Oh, I'm well, so let me mad. ask you. So, <laughs> yes, I mean, there's that comes down to the actual mechanism. Do you say you point down and say, "No, my." my just my buddy was standing here. He yeah. just went to the bathroom. Yeah, it's Does not, that get it done? Yes. Or do you need a, like an inflatable doll? No. <laughs> no, but I, I I think 90% of the people out there, if you were to walk into a spot and then somebody said, oh, my friends or my brother or whoever is standing here, they just went to the bathroom, you go, oh. My, my bad. That's that's good. I understand that. Steve, you just had a, you had a great yeah. idea right there. Yes. Uh, and, and not not the inflatable right, uh, yeah. doll, but what you could do is buy one of those inflatable costumes. Yes. And uh-huh. when your friend leaves, you just turn on the inflate. You just inflate it. <laughs> yes. And you're going to take up the space of two or three people sure. right there. Yeah. And yeah. no one's going to get in. That's a great idea. Well, what about, so like a, here, now in, a, in this situation, I think where you're going to get, where it could get really dicey is more like a concert. I yeah. think where you're, you're, you know. Where you're really you're on top really of each other. really on well, top of each other. Is, can you even have a presumption 
of I'm going to leave and come back to my spot. When you have people that on each other, is it okay to say in that crowd, like you're up, you're like right in the... Well, it depends on where you are. Like if you're with a group of people in a concert in a general um, admission setting and you leave and you come back and there's a whole... Then you just stand with your friends who wherever they are. Now, if there are a lot of rail riders, right? And yep. so those are the people that like if the show starts at eight and doors are at six, they're like at the doors... At four, so that they can get in and get to the front of of the rail. And like, uh, if you leave your post and somebody's standing there for you, then then you have rights to come back. I mean, I, I just <laughs> I, I feel like if somebody's standing there, then then you have every right to to go back to your. Spot. I think you're right. I think it can get it can get more problematic when you are like in the sardine formate formation, right. right? You know, because you're you're literally fighting for inches. How so, many how many spots can one individual hold if uh, uh, somebody else leaves? That's one. another that's another valid question. It's one for one, right? One. I think so. Yeah, yep. I think you can say um, my eleven friends are coming, <laughs> right. so, so leave this. Yeah, because yeah. that doesn't yeah. apply in a movie I, theater, right? I, like it you, would not. Yes, yeah, so I would not honor that. Well, right. so that's that's a problem. I have. Well, so now movie theater, Steve, and, and I, I love this. Like you can buy your seat. You're getting your seat, and that is your seat. You have a ticket with you know with your your seat number and everything on it. But if it's a general admission, because this happens like a, like UA, I don't think in in King of Prussia, I don't think they have. Reserve seating. They do. Do they? Yeah. Because I when I saw the Batman uh, in the IMAX screen. In the IMAX uh, theater, yeah. you, you can get assigned seats. Okay. I've done it before. In fact, I showed up one time. There were people in my seat, and I was like, <laughs> well, this ain't happening. I'm going to... And then, then they go, oh, sir, you bought the tickets for the next showing? It was my fault. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, I, bought like, the, me, I bought the. Ra- I bought the wrong. You know who I am, Listen, I'm on the radio, <laughs> and I was. I, I was, guarantee <laughs> you, people know me. Yeah. I was about ready to yeah. throw it around, and they were like, "No, no sir, sir, you're yeah. the a hole." Uh-huh. And they actually found a couple seats for that screening, but we, they were not the seats I wanted. Why don't you get out of my goddamn seats? Yeah. But if you are, because re- this happened to me in a movie theater before, if you're saving a seat. With, with your jacket and not the person, you know, like you. I'm sorry if the person's not there, then you can't save the seat for that. That's kind of how I feel. Like if, you know, what about at a movie theater? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, if I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be there, yeah. I'm okay with. Well, that. here's where that oh, here's where that ends, though, Preston. Is when you are seconds away from the the movie yeah, starting, the movie starting, and they haven't shown up. Yeah, tough. Yeah. I, I one of the things that really gets under my skin, and I should probably talk to a therapist about it, uh, are things like uh, cutting in line, stuff like that. I just I have zero patience for it at all. None, none at all. Do what you want, makes you think that you are entitled better than me mm-hmm. or whatever or these other people that are behind you? Especially if you're not on radio. Man, I tell you what, I was <laughs> went to the, the, the World Series game that I yeah. had the pleasure to go to, the privilege to go to this year, and uh, there was a moment in between uh, innings where it was a quick mad dash to the bathroom, or maybe it was at the end of the game. But anyhow, I, I, it was a short line to get in. A uh, couple of guys, a couple of younger guys started to head into the exit, which is a complete dick move. Yeah. Fortunately, there was a uh, there was a uh, 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 kind of a, a mook behind me who was not putting up with it. Uh-uh. He's he's just like right there. He's hey, I mean, like at the time, get your ass 
back out here now. I swear. I mean, he leaned in with like, oh I swear God. to God, I will come over there and choke you. Like he was threatening them. I, I'm right and with I was you. like, I'm with you, bud. I'm with you. We can go halfies on the therapy. Yeah, yeah because it, it it is it is so. It's it's such a dick move. Oh my that God. whole you're, you're you're you know that you're oh, I, these people are waiting in line, but but my ex doesn't stink, so I'm going to go ahead of them. And same thing comes with it if you're driving in a car. That may, that actually makes me even more angry. Uh-huh. Long line of people waiting to get off at an exit or whatever it is, and somebody comes all the way up to the front and cuts right in. I just want to I just want to get out. and... Kill him. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how fastidious I am about that notion, Preston. When I'm pulling up into traffic, so I'm I'm merging. If I'm pulling up onto say uh, 76, all right, and there's a whole line of cars, everyone's bumper to bumper. I try to access at the point closest to where the on ramp puts out as opposed to driving 11 miles down the side mm-hmm. lane and then cutting it up there that's just and that may be a little too uh, ridiculous but I, it's like okay i'm joining the flow of traffic at this point it's only fair i jump in here i want to get some calls on the line 215-263-WMMR we've, we've done the traffic things many times we don't have to go there but this is more the uh uh-huh. uh, uh the standing, uh, standing room. room and and uh taking place and so on marissa you've got a comment i just had to vent then because you brought it up president no more traffic calls after this but it happened this morning every day i take 676 to 76 the merge yes right there and a lot of times there'll be like Three cars, I'll be one of them, in the right lane. And then somebody in the left lane will be like eight car lengths back. But they feel the prerogative that they can get in front of me. So they'll start racing up. And, like, the lane is closing off. Like, one of us is going to go into the barrier. And I've been cut off. I've been cut off by, like, a semi-truck where I'm like, I I, I have the right of way. And and, and also, at that time of the morning, there's not, like, a whole lot of traffic. Just because you're back there and I've left enough space between me and the car in front of me doesn't mean you got to race around and yeah. take it. It's, it's not, not an yours. open invitation. Uh-huh. Thanks. All right, here's one I had not thought of, but I'm going to go to this call. Uh-huh. This is Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning. Hey. What, how you guys doing? Good. What's you up, guys are off. Thanks. Hey, um, my wife and I and my son were down at the beach down Wildwood, mm-hmm. and, you know, we set up. There was low tide. There were maybe, I don't know, the beach was packed. Mm-hmm. But then the tide started coming in, and this couple... With their little kids, they're, I guess they realize that their towels are starting to get wet because the, the tide's coming in. Yep. The, the father stood up and got everyone's attention. Everybody moved back 20 feet. No. Shut up. No! <laughs> I, need every, I need you 150 people to all move back yeah. 20 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It was unbelievable. We just laughed at him, and, of course, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, Bill, Sorry, dude. The, here's how that plays out. If you want to go there and get there early and set your tent up in, uh, set your uh, uh, blanket out right on the edge of the surf, once the surf advances, then you got to go find some other spot oh, yeah. back in the mix. Yeah, you don't question. get premium seating again. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, Bill. Uh-huh. I didn't consider Thanks, that. You got to drop. Thanks Appreciate it, man. See you later. It is funny, though, Steve, the people that will, I mean, you could be on the beach for like hours yeah. and not have anybody near you and this happens all the time and then people will come down and they'll pop themselves right next to you oh yeah like and you have i mean acres upon acres, acres, and upon acres, and acres to choose from. and they put themselves right next to you it's like, the lemming thing yeah it's the lemming thing oh i don't get God. it yep all right i'll go next to joe hey joe good morning hey good morning you guys rock thank oh. you joe what's going on bud 
I just wanted to say for the for the Phillies game, NLCS Game Five and World Series Game Five, both games I uh, got in there when the gates opened. Yeah. Went right up to Harry to Kays. Uh, I was by myself and uh, just waited for two random folks to come up, sat down, make small talk, and we just saved each other's seats. That respect was there the whole time. It was it was great. That's you know, it. But that's what it comes down to is respect. Nobody respects each other anymore. You know. Well, you 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 did it by the books. I mean, you 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 made the agreement, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's all you need to do. Yeah. yeah. Somebody to cover yeah. you. Most people go okay, and it should be good. And so this was was that. Thanks for your call, by the way, Joe. So this was the case with your brother. His his nephew was saving the spot. No, no, my nephew. His son. His son. I'm sorry. Was saving Such the spot. Such an old. How, how old's his son? Twenty. Okay, so an adult. He's not a child. It's not like a little kid. No, there, okay. Like, and this guy was a tough guy, and so this is you know there's a stupid mentality that I'm just over uh, at Eagles games right now. You know, we call uh, them young heads. Yeah, we call them young heads. <laughs> but what ended up happening? So so he started like mouthing off of my brother, uh, and and then uh, another guy ended up mouthing off to him as well. And then my brother kind of looked back at that guy and gave him the the death stare, and then that dude shut up. Yeah. Uh, and then um. Uh, I guess maybe like a quarter or so later. Oh, so A.J. Brown scores a 76-yard touchdown, and everybody's going bonkers. And my brother turns around, and the dude who was calling him old head, just stoic, nothing, like no, no emotion, blah, blah, okay. blah. I'm like, so my brother being there, and that like just completely ruined his day. And it's like, dude, get over yourself. You know, right. it's not that big of a deal. But then later on, uh, my brother says he hears this woman standing uh, next to him going, like, you're embarrassing me. And he goes, Ma, I'm doing it for you. She's like, I am fine. So he was... What's going on? The young head. The young head. Who, was, his his was, mother was chastising him. Was saying, he being in trouble by his mommy. Uh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and the mommy said to him, I told you that I was fine, that I can see the game, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. You know, so he was trying... Yeah. It doesn't matter. So he was trying to do it for his mom. He, he was wasn't sticking. doing it in a nice you know, way. He, he was, was trying to fight somebody. Your brother should have punched the mother. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been... That's oh, that, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> See that? Yeah, you, you got a problem? Yeah, that I, just happened. I'm going to knock you <laughs> Yeah. That just happened. He goes over one swing, <laughs> knocks the mom out cold, and turns around and goes, you see that? Yeah. yeah that just happened. You have yourself to blame. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Uh, do not have with that guy. By the way, Kath, guess where they're from? Delco? Yeah. Uh, oh, good. All right, let me go. You're going to say Bucks County. I'm going to go to uh, Terry. Hey, Terry, good morning. Hi. Um, I'm short. Okay. So I'm completely invisible to people. Uh, <laughs> yes, you poor so thing. They, they, I overlooked all the time, like at a counter or like I was in the an airport and they went to the next person that was quite a bit behind me and I'm like hey I'm not <laughs> I will speak up I'm loud so and then the other thing I hate is people who are in my personal space get away from me yeah, well, there there has been a listen. We just went through a period where everyone was you know eighty five feet back from each other and, we had and nice uh, space. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but the truth of the matter is is that yeah, there's just, just you. I can sense when someone's coming in way too close, and I also don't like that the border collie in the group who's going to by sheer proximity start force you to move or force you yeah. to shift. Um, yeah, that that drives me crazy. Have 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 some spatial awareness when you're out in public. And I do feel bad for you, Terry, with uh, with your like, your lack of height, especially when it does come to a in uh, a line of sight 
situation like uh, standing room only. It kind of sucks. It's it's you know I'm tall and I unfortunately some some short people do get behind me. I do my best to keep Listen, it low. Do you think that I'm doing a standing room only? God no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Terry, I'll tell you what. I just had a situation. It was I forget where I was, but I walked into one of those things where you walk right up to the register. You're going to buy whatever you're going to buy. It had to be a, a fast food place or something. Huh. And so. Um, I always look around to make sure there's not somebody waiting in line. Right, yeah. You know, I'll even ask, yeah, are you, you in line? Are, yeah, or does yeah. the line start here? Uh, are you good? Are you taken care of? Yeah. And there was a, a small a sh- a sh- woman of sh- a short stature who was like, oh, thank you. Like yeah. every, She clearly was being passed over by people coming in. All right, so hang on here. Uh, Chris says he has a good tip for saving a spot in line. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, how are you guys? Good. What's up, buddy? So, uh, with their whole stand, uh, standing room only thing, me and my brother, we uh, we do a lot of stuff in Philly, and we have a really good technique we do. Uh, so, anytime one of us has to go to the bathroom, grab a beer, whatever we're doing, uh, we'll be right back. One of us, we get to a real wide, sprawl stance. Yep. Oh. Make up the space of two people. Okay. You know, the other one comes back. And then we get real small again. So you're like you're like doing a doing like a split almost. You're peacocking essentially. Is that what that's called? Uh, yeah, yeah. You kind of you, you balloon up a little bit. Yeah, you, you make you yourself docking. big. And that's yep. what that's what my brother and and his son had done. That's what they were doing. They were they were, all right when right. when somebody walks away, you make yourself real big. So it wasn't that wasn't the issue. Like saving the spot, the dude like you know my my nephew had no problem saving the spot for my brother. It was the the a hole who thought that you you're not. You're not allowed to do that. I call no fair. Well, the, right. the, if it's called peacocking, that's I think that, that's a great idea. I think what you should do is, go, if you here's another idea, go to the game and wear that um, that uh, flight suit, that glide suit, the the Batman wore. Yes. We pulled the string and everything inflated. <laughs> right, memory cloth. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and it pops out. Right, I like that. I, that's mm, that also, and the inflatable outfit and the inflatable yeah. outfit. I'll tell you one thing as well. Also secure. If there's someone around you, say my, you know, in your proximity. I'm just going. I'll be right back. Let give them the courtesy of letting you know them know that you're leaving and will be coming back, so that it's it's already you've already sort of laid the groundwork. Yeah. Don't just whip it on them. Not the old head. Yeah, yeah. the old head. Yeah. Well, you know what? Because I, and I've been mm. in the situation where it's been standing. Room. I will lay your mother out. I will. <laughs> I've done it before. Bitch I've done it before. I'll do it again. I will do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but if I'm leaving for good, I will let you know. Hey, man, I'm out of here, man. So yes. you can take this spot. Yes. Would it, would it behoove one, if you're headed for a beer, to ask the surrounding four or five people to go, anybody need anything? Yeah. You know? Well. I mean, I'm not paying for it, yeah, but yeah. they might need anything. Uh, yeah, just, but, just a rhetorical question. You yeah. can only get two beers, I think. Yeah, I'm not really going to help, but I'm just wondering <laughs> yeah. if anybody, anybody needs anything. Anybody here thirsty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> All right, see ya. You can't get more than two? No. Okay. All right. Uh, hang on. Let me go to Shania. Shania, you're on the air. Good morning. It's actually Shayna. Shayna. Hi, Shayna. What's up? <laughs> so, I was 26. I was super, super drunk with my friends and my husband at the Dave Packers concert. We see a line leading up to the porta potty. That has to be like, there's probably like 10 porta potties there, 50 people deep lines, each of them. But I really had to go. So, I paid the guy in the front of the line $5 to let me cut in front of him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they harassed him so much that he left the line. And didn't use any of the porta potties, and then they were also banging on the porta potty that I was in. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been happy with that. I Shana. would not no, either. I, I would have been no. pissed off. Absolutely. I, I know. I was drunk, but I also I, I kind of thought it was brilliant. It was like a 
Shana, you would have had to have pulled out fivers for all 49 people yes. in front of you. That's yeah. it. You, he's not the only guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and guess what? Right. Everybody standing in that line had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Just yeah. like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she admits it. She admits it. Did we learn something from this, Shana? Yes, I did. I will right. do it again, but it was a great story. All right, it is a great story. We thank you for calling in with that. I, I just, uh, I loathe any time, any time I have to uh, get into a line. And part of it is that uh, I, I think part of it is the dynamic. W- what if, what if there's, what if there's a, an a hole in the group, and that a hole just happens to be right next to me? It's happened before for whatever reason, yeah. and I just don't like that. No. I try, I try to st- get, I call it getting out of my head, and just, just uh, it, whatever's. Listen, you can only control what you can control, yeah. and that, and it'll. I don't, I don't like people. It, you just don't like people taking advantage of other people. And I will always speak up. I will always be the guy to say, "No, you can't do that." You know, because boy, it, there, there was one time I remember just getting livid. I was in Atlantic City. We went there, stayed overnight. And I forgot what casino we were at, and the next day we were having breakfast at you know one of these right. places where you can get a gazillion. Kinds of food, anyhow. So there was like an omelet station or something like that, and there was no one in line. There was a sign that said, you know, place order here. Okay, it's right there. Right, right, okay? right. So nobody's. So I go, what do I do? I go and stand by the area that says place order here. Yeah. Well, two old guys, two old heads, two old heads, old heads. went directly over to the chef who was on the other side of the glass, about um, eight feet to my left. And that's where he was cooking yeah. up the stuff. And they go in and they place his order. And I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. The chef should have said something. I'm yeah. right here. And the guy turns to me and goes, don't worry, there's enough for everybody or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> no. And, and I, yeah. I did a quick assessment. Is, is it worth it? <laughs> is it worth it to freak out right now? Yeah. And I did not. Uh, I said something. I don't remember what, but I was... I was seething with anger. Like, how dare you? Uh-huh. You know, come on, it's man. Very, it's very it's just dismissive. courtesy. Is it a big deal in the grand scheme of things? No. But at this moment, I felt like someone was taking advantage of me for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know what I mean? And I was just so angry. And I still, to this day, can taste it. Right, right. How mad I was. He was very dismissive. They, they bucked the system. So yeah. you're Preston. The, that Golden Corral brawl. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly that. Oh, because the person got their steak the first. Steak exactly. first. The steak first. Yes. steak first. Yeah, because guess what? You ordered it well done. It tastes longer. Yeah. You idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, Press, if that were me and you said that to me, well, I would have gone, oh, crap. I didn't realize. I I'm so sorry. My they bad. knew what they were My doing. Bad. Yep. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Well, they're privileged. You know? I yeah. can't stand it at convenience stores when uh, there's one cashier open and uh, there's a line and then another cashier comes up. And uh, most of the time, the cashier yeah. the cashier will say, yeah. uh, next in line. Yeah. They don't say, hey, whoever's standing in the back, you know, come on up and be first. And, and I will what? always, yeah. if I'm in line and there are people in front of me, I will say, would you like? You always. Know what? You know what, though? Hold on. They should. They should. They, the, the, the cashier should point to the person uh, who is next in line in the other line and say, I'll take you next. You know, yeah. they do that all the time. They should do at, that. At my Wawa, they make sure they say next in line. Mm-hmm. Next in line. But that still is a kind of an open for interpret. You know what I Whoever mean? Whoever wants to come over now. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I would prefer Push it. other people out of, other the people out of the way. I would prefer <laughs> that when they open the new register. There's they, enough for everyone. That they do the one that's right next to the register that's already open, not one on the other side. You Steve, know you know what, what they do? They take a pool cue and they snap it in <laughs> half. Yeah. And, and they throw it, it on the ground. <laughs> 
We're having trials. Who here is we're with having, their mother? We're having trials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say stuff like to uh, like sometimes under my breath and. Uh, you know, like, oh, oh head. Yeah, no, not that, but. All right, hang on. We need, uh, somebody wants a ruling. Uh, right. Let's go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. <laughs> hey! Well done, Ryan. <laughs> One point hey. for you. What's up, bud? Um, I wanted to see, uh, uh sorry. <laughs> um, I wanted to see what you guys thought about, like, so, say you go to fast food and they mess your order up in the drive-thru. And then you have to go back in to tell them and grab something they forgot. Can mm-hmm. you walk right up to the front of the line, or do you have to wait in the line? I, I think you can. You've gone through the exterior process. I think sort of you, to the side, though. So, like, yes. yes. You, know, you can't go, like, you can't cut in front of people, but if you go to the counter towards, like, the far left-hand side or wherever the door is yeah. as closest to the drive-thru, yeah. that, that's a bit of an exception. That's exactly right. I, I, that's, that's exactly how you would play it. Wave down, yeah, get someone's yeah. attention, and then you, then you have to be clear out loud about your intentions so that the other people this in line can hear it. Right, yes. No, Give me all I'll your money. all the money and we're going to the safe. <laughs> no, but... Okay, right, yeah. because you've yeah. waited in line already. You've done your drive through thing, but you're not... Also, the people there have, have gone in and are waiting, so you have to be respectful of them. Yeah, yeah. you got to uh, really assess you, the situation, you know? Well, it's yeah. also incumbent upon the, the business to read that and say, oh, okay, and as you said, Nick, you, you go off to the side and, and try to... Get that corrected that way. Yeah, this sort of happened. It wasn't uh, fast food, but I was at, um, what is that, uh, Bath and Body Works, and right before Christmas, and uh, this poor lady in front of me, she she went to the wrong line. Uh, There was one line that was, I can't remember if she went to the cash-only line or the credit-only line, but she went through this whole process. Turns out she was in the wrong line, and uh, she wanted to get back into the front of the line. And the people behind me kind of weren't having it, but I was I was totally fine with it. I'm like, you can't. She's already waited in line for, yeah. and it was a long line. So Aww. I'm like, she's already waited in line for at least 15 minutes. She doesn't minutes. have much more time. I, I'm not going to make her go into the back of the line. So I kind of like. This woman is on death's doorway. Can we have a little <laughs> compassion? Yeah. Look at her. Look at she's whizzing. The skin looks like crepe. <laughs> Start pulling out. Yeah, yeah, look at that. You don't see that. that. No elasticity. You don't see that in the living. (laughs) Hey, I want to go to uh, Greg. Hi, Greg. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, well, you guys brought up the uh, the Acme thing or the sitting in line thing real quick. Not why I called, but uh, I used to work at Acme, and I would not turn my light on before I opened my register. I would go grab, you know, whoever whoever was next. It was a large order just to get them out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so That's that was cool. me as a cashier uh, working customer service. But why I'm calling is like the, one of my pet peeves is uh, like I was at Sesame Street, waited an hour before the show started, got a picnic table, you know, especially standing room only. You grab a table for my, my parents, my kids had their stroller or whatever. All of a sudden, like, you know, like we we're talking about real estate. All of a sudden, like people start showing up, everything else all right, starts going up. Then, you know, guys that have, or people that have been out on the rides, like till the last possible minute yeah. they decide hey i'm gonna come and sneak in the tiniest little spot if it's for your kid i don't care you know bring your kid up but the parents have to put their kids on the shoulder they have to get fronty like what are you doing right you know? so, so right. you're you, all right so so what's like what, lined up for a parade i know what he's talking uh, about yeah, okay. and like okay. and, and, and usually parade, if, i sat if, there for an hour 
Yeah, hurricane. like people will line up there well in advance for the parade, and then you get all the other people who who didn't want to be there an hour before, and they'll squeeze in, into spots. That doesn't bother me so much unless they're literally getting in front. The adults are getting in front right. of you. Like if you said. you're in front of kids, I mean, you can't well, like, do that. If if, if yeah, like yeah, if it's little kids, go. Little you go kids. go up into you know the front of the parade. You can create a line of sight if you knock out the mothers in front of you. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Uh, what what sucks is if you have like Greg was planning on something like yeah. a parade that I found the spot. This is it. I'm going to claim this spot. I'm going to be here for an hour until the, because it's going to be worth it in right. the end. And then you find out you were in the wrong spot oh, that whole man. time. Oh. And that's, that's, you're that's, just that's screwed. Yeah, you, you have, listen, you get points for trying hard, but you can't you don't supersede yeah. other people who've gone to the right line or the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean listen just you know take into consideration when you go to these events right yeah. whether it be a concert or a sporting event or whatever that is a standing room only or a general admission the people that have the best spots got there very early for this what and, a reason and, and and sat there patiently they put to, in the time to, they put in the time to do that and what what if you're at what if you're at like a strip club and okay. and there are kids right. kids behind you and they can't see you yeah I would let them stand in front of me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Put them on your shoulders. Yeah. It's worth it. Look, this is tap. Why? Look, your mom's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but the bottom line is is be kind. You know, if you can. A little yes, considerate. You try because it it it's funny how that thing that thing at the uh, at the restaurant hangs with you, Preston, because it's just one of those. It's uh, when you feel like you're being totally. Yeah. Uh, dismissed, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, but it also goes. There's, there's a, there's something everyone in those scenarios can do to make it generally better. Yeah, and so it, it, if everyone sort of considers everyone else. Uh, it should go smoothly, and everyone will have a good time. They'll get their steak, and they'll get their <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> my, um, I think my brother. I think that the part that he took most exception with was being called old head. So I got to ask you guys for a ruling. What's the threshold? Uh, of age in order to I be think it's all relative is in order to be called old head because he's like I, I, I think I'd say over fifty like you can call yeah. me an old head and I, if you're in your twenties yeah. I get it I well, would have done the same thing if I'm hanging probably. out with ninety year olds I'm the kid yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go. And somebody was asking me about that recently. And somebody, uh, it's called somebody like an old man or something like that. He's like, well, I'm an old man. I'm like, was that person older than you? He said, yeah, well, they're the old man then. Yes. Yeah. You can go with that. <laughs> uh, one more call. I'm going to go to Eric. Hey, Eric, good morning. Hey, guys. Go hey. birds. Go, go birds! birds! What's up, Eric? Uh, yeah, so I work down at a bar in Rehoboth Beach. And a lot of the times uh, I have to break up fights between people waiting in line for the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, it comes to that. Some, get, uh, real sensitive over their bladders. Yeah. I don't blame them. And it's but, usually uh, somebody trying to sneak in the line, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're real good for cutting in front of each other. And, uh, but, yeah, I'd be surprised. Like, I'd have to break up these grown these grown adults who are always trying to fight each other over who's <laughs> in line first. And it's really hard to... Uh, really hard to keep track of who's in line. So sometimes I have to stand there and be like, you, okay, now you. Right, wow. right, and it and it seems it seems so silly too, but uh, you know, I, it's the person cutting in the line that's the problem. I mean, just come on, have match. a little bit of of uh, mutual respect for one another. Eric, are they designated bathrooms, or do, can because a lot of times we talked about this before at sporting events where women will go into the men's room and sure. and do that that sort of thing. Are they are they are they designated? 
No, we have a picture of a Sasquatch on each door. <laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> All right, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Casey, sounds like your brother just experienced an a-hole who, who, who for whatever reason... I don't know. Didn't like that your dad, that, that your brother had a better spot. Yeah. And it was getting to the point where the dude was harassing him so much that he was just sitting there. He's like, okay. Like, I, he thought he was going to have, he was going to get in a fight with this guy. He was, yeah, to he, make him move. he was trying to make him leave so he could get the spot. He wasn't going to throw the first punch or anything right. like that. But he's like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to get arrested? You know yeah. what I mean? Well, what's your recourse? Somebody's harassing you like that. Do you have much of a recourse? Well, so when you are sitting in your seats... You can text, yeah, right. You know, but like Which when is you're a great thing. when you're standing room only, I don't know what your recourse is there. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah, because it's uh, it, it can turn into he said, she said, and uh, what do you do? Yeah, you know, wow. potato, potato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but bottom line is, is uh, you know, if you can be courteous, if everybody could do it, but listen, that's that's uh, I think that's a that's a tall order <laughs> for everybody. Be good, everybody. Be good. Anyway, take what you will from that, and thank you for the calls. We appreciate it. We do have to take a break. We're going to come back. i got some bizarre file stories. We'll share those. And we're going to have the star of uh, Jagged Little Pill, the stage show, the Academy of Music, on a little bit later on this morning around 9 o'clock. So we'll get to all that in a minute. Stay put. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You mentioned the uh, weather report that uh, we're going to be in, you know, mid-50s by the time we get to uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, hoping for a nice cool-off that happens in late February because uh, the Cardboard Classic, uh, which is going to this year be at Montage Mountain. First time we've done this in Scranton. Had to, to switch locations. Uh, is coming up, and I believe... We're going to have registration available later on this week. Yes. For that. So yes, that, we are. That's the word. And uh, we'll probably find out a little bit more about it today in a meeting that we're going to have. But uh, Cardboard Classic, Friday, the 3rd of February. March. Um, March, I'm sorry. You are correct. Yes, Friday, the 3rd of March. Uh, and uh, added to this uh, around as well will be uh, the Mountain Fest um, end of season concert. Everclear is going to be playing on Friday at 5 o'clock. Yeah. That's like early yes. enough to where you'll only be pretty hammered and not <laughs> bombed out of your mind drunk. You'll actually be able to experience the concert. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day after you've recovered, uh, Lit and Fuel will be headlining. Uh, Lit is playing at 2.30 in the afternoon, noon, and then Fuel is at 5 p.m. And then they're doing this uh, pond skimming thing that they do at noon, where people ski across the water in costume. Dude, this is going to be a great time. I am so stoked for this, especially since we haven't had it for a couple of years. But to come back and come back to this super enhanced version of the Cardboard Classic mm -hmm. is fantastic. And then they have a fireworks show that night, too, on Saturday. So uh, tickets for Mountain Fest concerts are on sale now. Any lift ticket for one of those days is valid for concert entry as well. Season pass holders get in free. VIP packages are available. 
Uh, just click advance at WMMR.com for information. So keep in mind, uh, the registration and all that stuff should be happening this week. Hopefully by Wednesday. We'll get you a heads up on that uh, very, very soon. But we're looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing you there. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by your friends at Pro Team Collision. You should uh, you shouldn't be good at getting into an accident, but if you do, uh, your friends at Pro Team Collision are there to help with all of your auto body repair needs. You can visit ProTeamCollision.com. So when a loud lawnmower violated an Australian crocodile's territory, he responded negatively and took the lawnmower, causing keepers to attempt a risky rescue. Elvis. A resident of the Australian reptile reptile park sprang for the mower and seized it from the from Tim Faulkner, the operations manager, and Billy Collette, the caretaker. The 16-foot saltwater crocodile flooded the machinery in the park outside of Sydney by dragging it underwater. Look out, man! Yeah, so this is Elvis, Elvis the crocodile. Uh, he didn't like it, and uh, according to uh, Mr. Faulkner, he said once he got it. He just sat there and guarded it. He said it was his prize, his trophy. If it moved, then he would attack it again. 16 feet. Yeah. And uh, Elvis, one of the biggest crocs in New South Wales, by the way, is also known for being quite a possess- quite possessive and territorial. Like other crocs, Elvis loves to eat meat. Uh, the keepers use this knowledge to their advantage uh, when distracting him to get the lawnmower out of the water. Uh, Mr. Faulkner was able to... How big was his lawnmower? Leap in, I'm not sure, and rescue the severely chewed-up lawnmower and two teeth that Elvis had shed in the act while the uh, keeper enticed Elvis to the opposite end of the area with kangaroo meat. Uh, In regard of the two three-inch teeth that Elvis had lost during the battle, uh, Faulkner soon located them and made an unhurt exit from the pool while still carrying the lawnmower. Uh, later on, he took the teeth and compared them to the size of his arm, showing how shockingly large they are. Uh, Elvis, a wild crocodile who was rescued and is estimated to be over 50 years old, has historically been a grumpy animal. When he was captured, he was assaulting fishing vessels in Darwin Harbor. Uh, he devoured two of his girlfriends, by the way, at the crocodile farm. I thought Elvis didn't do that. Don't do that, man. Elvis, don't do that. Yeah. But in this case, I mean the exemption, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So he devoured... Those chicks taste like lawnmowers, man. Two of his girlfriends. <laughs> Uh, where he was first taken uh, after being apprehended. Uh, Mr. Faulkner said he's so full of testosterone that he views everything as a threat. Even Absolutely, man. Even potential mates. When they're uh, dominant croc, they are just full of testosterone. He's got this his beautiful own yard, and he wants a, to be a solitary creature. So she doesn't get Elvis off. She gets the death roll, man. You know what I'm saying? Elvis is uh, is all on his own now. All right, uh, Harris County, Texas, police have arrested a man suspected of kidnapping a woman. This is a horrible story. Kidnapping a woman that he met online on Bumble and then held her against her will for days. The suspect, Zachary Mills, is accused of assaulting the woman and denying her food and water after she refused his sexual advances. Uh, The unnamed woman met 21-year-old Mills on Bumble and had agreed to go to his apartment on Christmas Eve. Once they arrived at his apartment, he immediately attempted to have sex, And uh, she said. And when she denied him, he immediately began to physically assault her and would not let her leave the residence. She said that he would hit her with his closed fist and that when his hands got tired, he would grab a screwdriver and strike her with the handle. Ugh. At times, he also bit her neck and face, 
further alleging that he would not allow her to leave and didn't let her have food or water for five days. It wasn't until December 29th when Mills left to go to his father's house uh, that she was able to leave, and it was in that she told what happened to the first people she came across, police, or she told people. Uh, the uh, police arrived at the scene, and the woman was taken to a hospital with severe bruising to both eyes, bite marks, and cuts to both her throat and nose, and severe bruising to a majority of her body. I mean, this guy just beat her horribly. Uh, police said that she was sexually assaulted multiple times, leading to serious bodily injury. Mills was arrested and accused of aggravating kidnapping. Listen to this. He was given a $50,000 bond, which has was paid very quickly. For that's, that kind of assault? And that's what I was thinking, too. As part of the bond conditions, he's been ordered to stay away from the woman alleging the incident. As now, well don't as do that again. Her family and must not go within 200 feet of anywhere that she lives. She works or attends or goes to school. He's also under GPS monitoring and is under 24-7 house arrest with the exception of court days. I thought 50000 was way low for somebody who has kidnapped, held, raped, and beaten someone Long for five times. days. Yeah. That's because horrible. if it's 50000 you only have to come up with 10% of that, correct? Yep. Usually, yeah. All right. Uh, this is right out of the movie uh, Groundhog Day, a or similar to it. A Brinks truck driver was helping two men asking for directions on Friday, and before he knew it, a third man snatched $300,000 from the vehicle's bumper and vanished. Hey! So the guy set down the yeah. bag of money. Come back with that! And somebody just walked oh along God. and took it. Uh, the driver was making a cash drop. Uh, Damn it. And uh, police said that the duffel bag full of money was sitting unattended on the bumper of the armored truck when two of the thieves started up a conversation with the driver, a third robber grabbed the bag while the driver was distracted. Where did so, I leave that bag of $300,000? So I don't know what the story is as yeah. far as uh, whether these guys are, uh, you know, if they, if they know who they are or any of that stuff. I think but. They're, they're supposed to, when you see a Brinks truck showing up at a place to empty out an ATM machine or something like that, those those dudes, you know, they're, they're supposed to be all business. They're not supposed to engage in conversation. Yeah, that's what I would th- think. And not get distracted. Yep. A robot lawyer is all set to defend a speeding ticket on its first day in court next month. In February, an artificial intelligence developed by Do Not Pay will uh, advise a defendant during an entire court case, likely making it the first ever case defended by an AI. You can't handle the truth. Uh, The AI will run on a smartphone listening in on the proceedings of the courtroom before instructing the defendant on what to say via an earpiece. Uh, The location of the court and the name of the defendant are being kept under wraps at the moment. Uh, In case the AI loses the case, do not pay as agreed to cover any fines, according to the company's founder, CEO Joshua Browder. Lawyertron 5000, activate laser beam. Uh, Billed as the world's first robot lawyer, the company wants to help people fight corporations, beat bureaucracy, and sue anyone at the press of a button. This is a problem. Uh, Browder, a Stanford... What did the robot judge say? A Stanford University-educated computer scientist launched Do Not Pay in 2015 as a chatbot that provides legal advice to consumers dealing with late fees or fines. His ultimate goal is to have his app replace lawyers altogether in order to save defendants money. Ah, He said it's all about language, and that's what lawyers charge hundreds or thousands of dollars to do uh, an hour to do. Uh, the AI works as a legal assistant by asking the client what the legal problem is. I see. And it finds a loophole, which it then turns into a legal letter that it can send to the right institution or upload to a website. So you're not going to have Johnny Five in court, you know, slamming his hand down on the on the, uh, the juror railing there. Right. 
Uh, in a promotional video, Browder explained that he came up with the idea when he began to accumulate parking tickets, which he could not afford to pay. In the process, he became an expert on loopholes that would allow him to get out of paying the fines. As a software engineer, Browder realized that the tedious and expensive process of appealing parking, t- parking tickets... Uh, could be automated and created a website to help people do the same. You know what this means. We'll soon be seeing billboards with robots wearing cowboy hats. That's right. He said uh, the goal of his company is to make the $200, $200 billion legal profession free <laughs> for consumers. It's actually a pretty cool idea. It is. Last month, his company's chatbot successfully negotiated with internet provider Comcast's representatives to save $120 a year on an employee's internet bill. Ah. So he's working on getting that for... Uh, legal issues. And there you go. That's your bizarre following. We have a picture of Johnny Five <laughs> in a cowboy hat. No disassemble. Oh. All right. And there you go. That's the uh, the uh, bizarre file for you. We're going to take another break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. A little bit later on this morning, uh, the star of Jagged Little Pill, Jade McLeod, will be joining us. Stay there. We'll be back in a minute. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks and then we've got bigger problems. So I have a few things I meant to for us to, to pay a visit last week. We didn't uh, have time to do it, but I figured uh, it's time to head to the Justine oh, Institute because right. they've been working very, very hard. And they have uh, a lot of stats and information to pass along. The Just Saying Institute, home of the old head and large prostate research center. (laughs) (laughs) Old head. Oh, I love it. All right, so obviously at the beginning of the year, people assess their their health and their weight and want to make a change. Yes. Uh, And and I do too. I I use, I I don't care that it's a a standard issue or kind of a stereotype for to it. It's an obvious reset. I I like to assess and and, uh, integrate some things into my life usually at the beginning of the year. And and a lot of times it's kind of a slower time of year, at least in our work of yeah. uh, line of work it is. And I know some others uh, that first quarter is not quite as active as others. Now for other you know uh, businesses it might be a complete opposite of that. But um, there was a study that was done uh, there. They uh, surveyed a thousand people. In America, the average survey participant in this was 38 years old, 50% identifying as male, 40% as female, 3% as non-binary or trans. And they found that the average American wants to lose, the average American wants to lose, how much weight do you think the average American, I'm I'm curious what you guys think. 20 pounds. Yeah, I was going to say 20. Yeah, 15. I already saw the answer. Okay, 29 pounds. That's too Ah. much. It's more than I thought. Yeah. I I think that's too ambitious. And therefore, it becomes much more difficult, and therefore, you give up on your goal fast. Nick, I, I don't think it is if you just set realistic goals by losing it all by the end of November. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So give yourself uh, 11 months. You, you, know what is, you know what has worked well for me, for my system? And I've, I've my weight goes up and down just like anybody else's. And I, I get to a, a point there, it's like, which I am at now, which is like, okay, uh-huh. I've been putting it off too long. I've been very Cavalier? L- lackadaisical about my approach to fitness over the past like, well, ever since my shoulder got better and I started playing golf again, I've stopped exercising. I haven't been eating the way I should. 
Uh, but but I what I do is I set many goals. I set small I, small and big goals. It's the way you need to do it. I, I, mm-hmm. I have an end goal, but I, but I, I hit these benchmarks along the way, and it gives me reason to to kind of encourages you totally. Yeah, that's why they, Casey, you know, for for the juice cleanse. Yeah. Uh, again, it's you you had that little thing that got you up and running, and you go, oh yeah, okay, now I can move on to this. Right. Uh, those things do help. Right. And so I don't know, is it like a like a pound a week? Is that is that a safe? Should be a pound an hour. No, no, because I, I don't yeah. know, like um, health wise, right? Because you you don't want to starve yourself and 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 do this this rapid rapid weight loss. But yeah, like one to two pounds a week okay. is is attainable and not dramatic. So, so what it, you're saying, Nick? You know, like you know these lofty goals of like 29 pounds. Listen, if I were to lose 29 pounds, I would still be overweight, right? But like if I were to set a goal of a pound a week, like 50. Two pounds a year, 50 pounds a year. Like, if you, you know, you, you can't do that forever and ever. Otherwise, you'll weigh nothing. But, like, if you're, like, overweight, overweight. If you allow yourself the range, okay, uh-huh. I'm going to gain and lose 50 pounds a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, pro- the problem is, and like, what Nick is saying is a lot of times a pound a week isn't enough for people. And then they just give up. Right. And that's where it falls. Yes. And there's actually, I didn't know this, but, they, like, there's actually a date that they say people give up on oh, yeah. their New Year's resolutions. It's January 17th. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like pretty quick. By the 17th, that's it. They've given up. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's up. a nice That's when the new Baskin-Robbins flavors come out. <laughs> 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 new goals. Uh, I mean, that's what, like, flavors. I always feel like, uh, and I love Girl Scout cookies, but always they always come out at the wrong time of the year. <laughs> Isn't like, it Lent? I, I feel like it's like coming up. It's it's going to be oh, like it's coming it's, up soon. Yeah, Did you but, know? yes, but Lent, it is around Lent. It, it is too? around okay. Lent. Yeah. yeah I say, so so part of the deal and what you're saying, Preston, um, you've got to be realistic. Like when um, I've told the guys, you know, I went to the the prostatectomy in in t- to, uh, uh, 2014 and. Had the, the prostate removed, and then you know people talking about the, the benefits of a Mediterranean diet and, I, and adjusting your diet, and so on and so forth. And so sometimes I'll talk to guys who are and going to go through the surgery, and I say they're telling you this thing, and you're saying, okay, I've got it just dramatic. I'm just going to have salmon and olives. You right. Know? Uh, be do it incrementally, mm-hmm. and don't if you if it's something you know, like as you said, Nick, that you just are going to fail at if you're setting unrealistic goals. Try a little bit here and there. Get that encouragement going, and that will start to snowball, yeah. right? And press, I know that you've had a uh, you had a pretty rapid weight loss, it, and it didn't happen, uh, you know, in in a couple of months' time. You, you know, it's it took a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and I have done the same. You know, I've I've you know yo-yoed and stuff like that. But people always ask you, like, how'd you do it? Here's the secret, guys: diet and exercise. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's without as question, simple as that. Burn more calories let, than you take in. Let me ask you something. How does, and I was reading an article about, um, and you reported last week, how does this Ozempic craze figure into... Uh, I don't well, know, you're not but eating. It's, been, That's the it's, thing. it's been in the back of my mind, like, well, I could just wait till I can get that stuff, <laughs> and that'll be no problem. The new weight loss, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and but... But uh, uh, being a healthy weight doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Exactly. Well, you, you have know to, what I mean? You, you have to stay... You have to stay with it, yeah. You know, and then and some sort of and it's again allow yourself a cheat day now and then. All right, you know. So, what are the other fitness goals according to this particular poll? Seventy eight percent said they want to exercise more this year, with twenty six percent planning on doing yoga, thirty two percent wanting to hike more, hmm. and the average American runner hopes to run ten miles weekly, double the amount they ran in twenty twenty two. Right. Here's here's a um, little secret: join a gym and go to it. Right. 
even if you just go and kind of hang out there. Just hang out in the locker room and say, where are you from? (laughs) No, but... (laughs) The hardest hardest part about going to the gym is going to the gym. Just go to the gym. Walk through the door, right? Yeah. You don't have to, like, kick your ass for an hour, but just... You just walk through the door. Well, because if you walk through the door, you're not just going to hang out. Although the people that just hang out at the gym... Bother me. Well, you might just walk around and go, okay, I'm out of here, guys. It's so long. You see people that just hang out? Oh, my God. Really? Like, uh, they they are, there are people that are, are, they are exercising, but in between their exercises, they take more time than they had to exercise. And I'm like, like, literally sitting in a chair at the gym. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't understand. Go home and do that work. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So, for you guys in the room, and Steve and Casey, you guys are pretty religious about going to the gym, which I admire. Uh, which, which comes first, uh, diet or exercise? Exercise, exercise. Yeah, that's my foundation. I do. I work out every day. I exercise every day, and, and if that goes asunder. Then my my diet will start to shift because I'm like, well, I, I I didn't work out, so I might as well have cheese balls. Well, wait, if, you, I, if you're trying to make a change in your life, well, you, well, it, castration. Your your question though is what what do I think is more important? Correct. Yeah, diet. I think diet. Diet's yeah. more yeah, important. For sure. Yeah, Same. I mean, I mean, as far as um, uh, progress goes, it's it's in the kitchen. That's yeah. that's where you lose it your is, weight. It is so challenging. And and I see exercise as the multiplier. Okay. Like you can do it just just eating the proper things, but if you but want to right, speed right. it up, you want to multiply it. You add the exercises. I don't think you can do the other. I don't think well, you can just exercise and then eat whatever you want to and, and hope to hit your goals. And I've seen again. I've mentioned this on the air before. Dwayne, my you know Vertex Fitness, my trainer. Uh, he and people have come in and I've seen him and he tries to be honest. He's right up front and they're coming in and they're checking out the facility. How I want to lose weight? And he goes, well, then don't eat as much. Right. And that's yeah. saying, that is the more important diet aspect. Now the exercise. Can, as you said, Preston, um, you know, uh, help help uh, move that along and keep you healthier and, and, and fit. But uh, for me, Nick, to the question, my foundational thing is the exercise. If I'm staying on track with the exercise, then everything else falls in place. If that goes away, everything starts to tumble. For as long as I've known you, Steve, you've been really great about going to the gym. But And I think over the last decade or so, your your diet has improved drastically. And, and the, you, I think you'll be the first to admit that. For me, and I know this is <laughs> trite and commonplace or whatever, but like starting around Thanksgiving through New Year's, my diet just goes to crap. And it's in large part because there's so many damn sweets around. Yeah. By the homemade, way, homemade it, cookies, fudge, <laughs> the giant turkeys that I'm going to eat by myself, and then the leftovers that are in the fridge forever. Like, I I, I can't eat well. I can eat well. Give yourself I permission, though. Well. Yeah, but I... Uh, Give yourself permission to do that because... So from from January 2nd <laughs> until now, it's uh, the getting the stuff out of the house. It's, don't sure. bring in, Don't bring yeah, any yeah, more yeah. sweets home. Eat the stuff that's there and then don't buy any new ones. So I think that you have... Uh, Preston, the way you do it, you know, you have you give yourself a little treat of ice cream or whatever. Yeah. Have your treats. And then on the weekend, give yourself a little bit more latitude but I know what you're saying, Nick. It's hard. Listen, I said so, to I said to my wife, please I love prepare cookies. the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Yes, like uh, Christmas Eve, and she did. And then we then went through a couple of days, and then the Great Purge. Yeah, Nick, I feel like this is it's biological. I feel like this the, time of year. Uh, no, no, no. That that whole like Thanksgiving and Christmas, no. like it, it, you know, we talk about Fat Bear Week, right? Yeah. Like they get fat for a yeah. reason, right? And I feel like. We do the same exact thing, and it's got to be some sort of like innate laying on the fat for the winter. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. It's it's got to be that. All right. So and live in a cave. 
So you're not alone. People people mm. want to do it. They they want to get to it, and you can just uh, be realistic about it and uh, and and uh, find some assistance, find some you, help. You said a pound an hour, right? Pound an hour, exactly. All right, <laughs> let me see what else I got here for you. Uh, All right, so, no, that's Sorry. not City Beat. It's uh, just saying this too. All right, so uh, this headline uh, led me to want to mention this article. The headline says patch. Could strengthen penises to cure erectile dysfunction. Wow. So research, recent experiments on pigs have found that a plastic patch Man. can be used to strengthen tissue to help uh, keep penises um, burn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're saying that, that we've now entered the age where every pig can have a boner. Yeah, we hope so. This is a penis pig patch? Uh, yes. This uh, finding has practical uses. I like Sour Patch. <laughs> for those with erectile dysfunction, a condition uh, impacting half of men aged uh, 40 to 70. Uh, the South China University study involved inserting an artificial tunica albugini inside the penis. It's a professional wrestler. Tunica albugini. I don't know what the hell Tunica albugini. In addition to erectile dysfunction, this breakthrough could help those with penile injuries from car accidents or burns. So I use my hands. I don't drive at my penis. Okay. So how how does the penis get injured in a car accident? Uh, some kind of a pelvic accident. Uh, okay. You know, you could, uh, if you're thrusting at the dashboard. Yeah, or whatever you yeah. may be doing for, for, you know. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Somebody you, might be doing something to you while you have the, it. Like could, in the world according to Garp. That's correct. Yeah. That could be the case. So. Uh, additionally, this research could help repair other tissues in the heart and bladder as mm. well. So uh, the doctor said its applications can be extended to many other load-bearing tissues. No pun intended. Yeah, load-bearing. Yeah, I get yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so are so, these like the patches you will you would sew on your elbows? Like your jean jacket yeah, 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 or yeah. something like that? I don't know. Uh, so this is interesting. And, and unfortunately, it doesn't go into... Too much other detail about this in this particular story, so I'm not sure what an artificial tunica albigini is. That's a penis, uh, believe it or not. The tunica <laughs> albigini is a the like the fibrous layers of a mammal's oh. dong. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so they can, so it's it's an artificial version of that that they will be able to do it, and I guess they've come a long way because they they have had penile implants for a while. Oh, forever. Uh, in fact, there there are. Um, I was reading an article about the the state of the art that they've improved. They used to be, I guess, kind of like you'd feel a, a pump, yeah, around your taint area. Maybe I, guess? I don't know, uh, but um, yeah, it, it worked quite well. Okay, all right. Uh, just thought I'd mention that for those who may have penile injuries or issues, there's uh, help <laughs> there's, is on the way from pigs. All right, this was pretty wild. This was from last week. A uh, new study written by Dr. Uh, Khaled Shah of the Birmingham Women's Hospital in Boston demonstrated uh, the va- a vaccine's effectiveness in rats. And so far, they're looking at a potential vaccine that could cure brain cancer. Cure wow. brain cancer. Now, that's awesome. Yeah, the so vaccine it, works you, you by... You have it and it can cure it? It says it works by genetically editing cancer cells. So, yeah, I guess so. Throw in a boner and you got yourself a deal. Uh <laughs> The mice in the study had uh, glioblastoma, uh, the most deadly form of brain cancer. Yes. So far, the results seem promising. Uh, wow. The, uh, Dr. Shaw said we are proposing cancer, I'm sorry, repurposing cancer cells to develop a therapeutic that kills tumor cells 
and stimulates the immune system to both destroy primary tumors and prevent cancer. So one of the big innovations with cancer now is um, sort of forcing it into a stasis. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't advance. It does. Mm-hmm. It just and you can live. You know, if you just keep it isolated and just keep it shut down. Right. Uh, and so, but this is actually taking somebody who has it. Yes. And. Reverse it. So I one of the big so. issues, as, as I understand, and we're all again, as we said before, pre-law on the show, we're not medical doctors, right? But that that the um, that the the body has a hard your 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 natural immune system has a problem identifying cancer cells. Okay, and that's the big issue, and that that it could fight it, but it just can't identify. That's what I understand. Oh, I would almost bet that I'm completely wrong on that. Right. Now, it's interesting because they call this a vaccine, and isn't that usually a preventative? A vaccine would prevent it. Now, they measure? did change the definition of a vaccine recently. Okay. Uh, but the, uh, yes, t- to me, a vaccine is something that prevents you from getting it. However, I don't care whatever way you're stopping brain cancer. Right. I don't care what you call it. If it's effective, that's great. So, currently, the normal procedures for glioblastoma uh, uh, this are uh, uh, include surgery and medication uh, so this would be a vaccine, which is pretty amazing, and they they keep, you know, they keep getting on the cusp of of uh, of, cancer. Of, of cancer and and getting a handle on it. And there are there have been a handful that they apparently have been able to really uh, eradicate or or to come really having having like this much more to go as far as getting rid of it altogether. So it's no uh, secret that big farmers profit driven. If you come up with something mm-hmm. that legitimately works. That can cure cancer. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I mean, the incentive. I mean, and I don't know if you if you have something. I mean, I'm, again, pre-law. But it's something that could go across the whole array of cancers. Mm-hmm. Something that that I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like we keep edging closer to that. Yeah, you would hope that they didn't. They don't make it cost prohibitive. Yeah, right. I mean, because cancer treatment is already like. Through the roof, yeah. and, and you know that's why there's all these cancer charities out there, like Headstrong Foundation, that you know make it uh, affordable and you know cut the cost for for these these families that are uh, stricken with that. But like you know, my brother is a chemist at Glaxo, and he's been working on cancer cures since he started working there. It's, and it's, you know, you just have all of this research and, and, all, these, and, and all these yeah. dollars that are that are being spent. You know, to you know, so you have something like this. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. But uh, I, he was talking to him um, over the Christmas break, and I had thought, I don't know if this is what he was talking about, but uh, they, um, he was talking about how they, they have made these crazy, this Advances. crazy new advance, and I don't know if it's this is what he was talking okay. about or not. But yeah. pretty optimistic about it? Yeah. Were you yeah. kind not to listen to him because he's an old head? <laughs> I only listen to him because he's an oh, old okay. head. All right. Uh, another story or two from the Just Saying Institute. Researchers from three universities in Pennsylvania found that people begin to talk like one another when they perform tasks together. And essentially, the study says that accents are contagious. Yes. And that you will start speaking like other people if you're around them long. Remember the time we had the... Uh, the- Photographer in here with the Russian accent, and I couldn't stop. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's I right. Just, I love to do that, and I and I had to say, I'm not. I just love your accent, and I'm and I, I'm just uh, you know we're talking this way. It's almost like I couldn't stop it, but mm-hmm. it, it because I do find that fascinating. Yep. Uh, participants work together, solving puzzles, navigating a virtual world, or clicking words from a, from a list. Uh, the more engaging a task was, the more participants experienced phonetic convergence. 
Uh, changes include vowel length, voice onset time, and voice frequencies. Well, I'm it's like, I gotta go now. But, <laughs> hey, look, I'm tired of talking like you. <laughs> I'm surprised, actually, when, when it doesn't happen occasionally, because I, I'm, like, for example, when studying abroad, sometimes people don't pick up on... Uh, phonetic convergences and and start speaking like a, a French person would or whatever. They, they continue to speak with an American accent using French words. And so when that doesn't happen, I wonder why those synapses don't fire that way. Yeah. You know, like if you, if for example, I studied in France for a number of months and by the end of my time there, I was relatively good at speaking French and, and my accent was pretty strong. Um, but there were some of my co-student, uh, co- uh, fellow co-students, they didn't speak French with any bit of a French accent whatsoever. They spoke French with an American accent entirely. Mm. Uh, there's a whole group of friends that I have that, uh, so they all went to high school together. I, I didn't. I know them from later on in life. And they, if there is one that, like, I don't know out of this group and, and I run in, I could run into them separately, I would know that they <laughs> grew up with this group. Like, they all, really? and it's nothing, it's not like it's an, it's not really an accent. It's almost like the timing of their conversation and, and their sense of humor and the way that they joke about things. But, I mean, it is so distinct and they all, they all sound exactly the same. If you were to talk to them and they would tell you a story, it's told in such a similar manner. Uh, that's pretty it's, wild. Yeah, it's really cool. Steve, uh, if you ended up living in England for a stretch, oh, I'd be all over it. And <laughs> you probably would, I think, start speaking like with a, an English accent. Although I don't know which one. <laughs> There's so use. many, and, and all my all my accents are 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 classic stereotypes of of the. It's just for easy identification. Right. But there are so many sub. Tongues and sub dialects. Yeah, there's like high English yeah. and Cockney, right, and then yeah. like a, you know Scottish and whatever else. Well, my friend from South Africa lived with us for a little while. This was years ago, and you know we would kind of you know try to yeah. take on his accent and just like in a word or a sentence yeah. or whatever, you know, and he'd just look at us and be like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> stop it, stop that." <laughs> uh, Rochelle's aunt lives in uh, Sweden, and uh, she's American though, but she has a, a bit of a, uh, a tone in her voice, and it's not her to fair to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be here, no, but uh, but when Rochelle spends uh, a fair amount of time talking to her on the phone, I can tell because huh. she starts to pick up some um, some of the uh, inflections and so on. That I think uh, you go upstairs and watch porn on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> then her aunt. <laughs> Uses and I think it's cute. I think I think it's kind of fun. Yes, um, but uh, I agree. I there I I love dialects. I love the accents. Yeah. You know. Oh, and they're very specific. Like you know, even around here, yeah. you, you can clearly pick up on. We broke it down one day. There, there was uh, there was some linguistic expert who I forget exactly how they they did it, but they they were getting incredibly regional. But as long as I live. I will never say water. I just won't do <laughs> no. it. I just, you can't. I can't You're not wired that way. Bring myself to say it. So. But I, I jokingly, will, yes. Yeah. I but. will always think of one of the bridges in our cities as spelled as W A L L W O M E N. The Wall Women. Wall Women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you that's say a, that? Uh, that's how I picture it when I when I hear the words Walt Women Bridge in Philadelphia. I hear Wall Women. <laughs> And that was from that linguistics expert. Now, I don't say Walt Whitman. Yeah. You know, I'll say Walt Whitman. Will Whitman. So yeah. I'll, I'll skip over the uh, the 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 T and the Walt right. a little bit. Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman. Walt. Yeah. But I leave the B Walt and Whitman. the F out of Ben Franklin Bridge. <laughs> okay. So mm. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. That's weird. And no one else. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Damn you, Walt Whitman! I hate you, Walt freaking Whitman! <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see what else I have for you. We, we're running out of time, so I got a couple more things maybe uh, to get to. Uh, from the Justine Institute, let's see. How about uh, this? 
A recent poll of 2,000 adults found that the average respondent has about 11 negative thoughts a day. 34% felt that they let themselves down and 32% worry about disappointing others. I'd fall in that realm. So negative thoughts, about 11 negative thoughts a day. That's a good question. I'll, I'll have to... Count them? Yeah. And if you forget to write something on the list, you'll that'll be another negative thought. Yeah. And it'll just keep... God damn it. I can't even do a stupid list about being stupid. But I'm wondering what constitutes a a negative thought as as opposed to to just a a slight little uh, moment where... That guy called me an old head. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, Preston, I think... Is is it more your perception about yourself? You're having a negative thought about yourself or a negative thought about the world? That's a good question. Uh, According to the uh, chief of psychology... He's a real dickhead. ...at Noom... Uh, he said, uh, negative or intrusive thoughts, otherwise known as thought distortions, will be experienced by most of the population at some point in their lives. Uh, intrusive thoughts are interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's something that is like like you can even you, you can have a thought and you'll go, no, 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 no. That's how, why did that even get in there? I yeah, do it all the time. Like that's really bad or really inappropriate or really just a wrong thought. But it just happens, and it just inserts itself in there. That's yeah. my job. <laughs> but you're, but you're, uh, you know, when when you talk about the the parts of your brain like yeah. id and ego and superego and all this stuff, it's that conflict that's going on amongst those, uh-huh. and uh, and it's strange and feels kind of. Uh, you know, like, there's more than one person in there. I know, I know. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, is I always say, uh, it's a, a lot of it is about giving yourself permission to have thoughts that. Just not acting on if yeah, they, if you have a very sure. bad thought, like you say, I'd, I'd love to back over this person. There's a difference between saying I'd love to and not really meaning it, but it's sort of an expression as opposed to actually backing over someone. Sure, right. So, so those those are intrusive thoughts that you know. Yeah, uh, but I think we all have. When you think everybody, it's all human yeah, beings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't care. You know, from the kindest to whatever, they they'll have thoughts like that occasionally. Yeah, I was, I've been listening to uh, uh, a. Uh, um, uh, an audio book, and, it, and it, uh, some of it has to do with uh, it, it delves a little bit into mindful meditation and things like that, and and the ability to have these thoughts or even sounds and stuff like that uh, come in and pass over, and you don't analyze them, you don't judge them, just you, let just, them go. you just let them do their thing. And it's as kinda, an ice you, princess once taught us, yeah. <laughs> you let it go, yeah, man. That's go. You, but it takes practice. Well, to do that, you know, this is uh, this always goes back to one of my favorite science fiction movies of all time, Forbidden Planet. And in Forbidden Planet, they find this planet, and there was this civilization that lived on this planet, uh, the Krull, and they uh, they uh, were able to use sort of like a Tesla like uh, apparatus, this huge machine that would allow them to whatever they thought or needed, like we, uh, you know, at any time around the planet, they they would appear. It would manu- manufacture it or recreate it. And once they activated the system, the entire race was wiped out in one day. Right. Because what they didn't realize is that there are monsters of the id. Ah. Your, your thoughts that say, oh, man, I'd love to rip this guy's head off. And it and, happens. And all those things were unleashed from an entire population. Wow. Yeah. What book was this? It's from the movie Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. Okay. Uh, a busy lifestyle, practicing mindfulness, and repeating positive affirmations are some ways to help prevent negative thoughts from derailing you. There you go. So keep that in mind, you old head. You know what another good one is uh, for old heads and young heads alike is um, expressing gratitude and sometimes writing gratitude down. Okay. It, it's a, a good way to, uh, a mindful way 
to replace the negative thoughts with things that you're grateful for, and therefore you're, you're I love it. You're, you're, you shift away from negativity towards things that you're so appreciative of. I'd say this: old head or uh, young head. Yes, all head is good. All, all head is good, oh right? Uh, like wow. wet head. Watching that uh, that documentary. Oh, he's got a point, Kathy. Watching that documentary that uh, Jonah Hill uh, has oh, about the his, his therapist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some interesting um, concepts on there, including uh, journaling. Yeah, is yeah. supposed to help out with that type of thing. And while I, uh, I may try that. I, I don't know. Even if it's it's supposed you you supposedly write things down, even if they're not interesting or if you don't have much to say, just that act of doing. My it. dad's done it for for the majority of his life. I think you scoff at it initially because that's what your nature is. You, you're yeah. you're just sort of brought up to think, oh, that's stupid. I'm gonna. Why would I ever do this? And that's what I've your got cake to eat. <laughs> that says your instinctive reaction to it. Yeah. And then actually, if you take the time to do it, then you recognize, oh, this is beneficial to my mindset. Yep. All right. True. That's all we have time for oh. at the uh, Just Saying It's Stupid. We do appreciate you stopping by this morning. It's uh, the old head, new prostate. What it's was the, it? Uh, I forgot uh, what it was called. The old head in large prostate research center. There you go. Yeah. They're working on everything there at the JSI. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the star of Jagged Little Pill, Jade McLeod, will be joining us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is currently starring in the stage show Jagged Little Pill, which is at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. Uh, it's the Academy of Music. Beautiful, yes. beautiful theater. It's amazing. Um, and uh, the show Jagged Little Pill is obviously based on the Atlantis Morissette album. Uh, Marissa went to see it, loved it. Uh, and uh, our next guest, I'm going to play a little clip of singing mm-hmm. a particular song you may recognize. And this is actually from the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade yes. uh, here in Philadelphia. I'm broke, so. but I'm happy. I'm poor, but I'm kind. I'm short, but I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm high, but I'm grounded. I'm sane, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful, baby. And what it all comes to. I can hear myself singing this in my car <laughs> yeah. at the top of my lungs. <laughs> you just can't help it. Great album. Uh, please welcome to the program, Jade McLeod. Yay! Morning. Hi, Jade. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, obviously, this album, uh, it, it, let's talk about the, the album versus the stage show and, and how this plays out because there were a lot of people involved in this. And in fact, uh, Diablo Cody, who we've had in our studio before, Academy Award winner, was part of yeah. making this stage show happen, right? Yeah, she's awesome. This The script of this show is unparalleled. She's a genius. We love Diablo Cody. And uh, talking to Marissa, who's uh, amongst us, the only one who's had a chance to see it yet, uh, it's an interesting approach on how these songs are represented because it's not just 
one character, uh, a, 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 a person uh, belting out their story in, in the voice of, of these songs that Alanis wrote. Uh, but it's multiple characters taking different uh, points of view in these songs. Am I correct about that? Yeah, totally. Um, and in fact, Marissa was saying that. Um, uh, what I'm going to let her speak because she can tell. Marissa, <laughs> what song was it you said that uh, it's uh, multiple people at the uh, at the table and it's their inner thoughts going on? Oh, um, all I really want, which is a great song. Which is a great song. When you think about it, it's when Alanis is singing it. She's singing it as one person saying, you know, all I really want is redemption, and all I really want is this and that. But when the cast sings it, it's a family sitting around a table: a mom and dad, a son and a daughter, um, who all have you know very deep stories within them and they're kind of singing it into they're not singing it to each other they're just kind of singing it in their own head like yeah, the mom's it's what's like, going on in their inner monologue exactly yeah. and when i love that it interacts that way i was like wow this is going to be good nice and so with that uh, uh jade you're playing joe would you consider joe to be the main character in the story or there multiple main characters not at all, actually. So there's, the main character is kind of this um, relationship between mother and daughter, as it kind of is in the album, too. You know, we get perfect. We get so much of that story already from Alanis. Um, that, that's mostly the central story. And, and Joe comes in as the best friend of daughter Frankie. Okay. Best friend slash best friends with benefits. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and without giving too much away, there's a lot of a lot of that relationship that just kind of implodes and does different things. And okay, yeah, well, that's cool because this this album. I mean, it just you know, we we it, when it burst on the oh. scene, it just one right after another. Uh, every song was was amazing. I mean, you hadn't seen anything like that. I don't know if we'll ever see anything exactly like that. I wanted to ask you. From the point that you're playing it now to the point that you first heard it, because we all have our perceptions of what the songs mean when we first heard them, does a lot of the way it's portrayed in in uh, in the mu- in the musical, I'll call it a musical, uh, does that comport with the a lot of the ways you first interpreted the songs when you first heard them? In some ways, yeah, and in some ways, I think these songs hit even harder in 2023. Uh-huh. Like, I think, I mean. Alanis, I'm such a diehard Alanis fan, and I think she, in so many ways, was ahead of her time and, like, talking about things that nobody had really talked about, especially women in the industry yet. Right. Um, you know, that, for, you know, it's like the third line of You Ought to Know, like, would would she go down on you in a theater? <laughs> right. It was yeah. like, what? what? Like, oh, yeah. who is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so... Now, without you know, there's not that same shock value, obviously, but <laughs> so many of these of these wants and these desires that she brings are so even more applicable now. How, Jade, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 25. I'm okay. the same age as the album. All right, yeah. So there you go, same age as the album. Because yeah. when when that song, you ought to know, that was the first release off that album. When that hit, it became the. Dude, Did have, you hear this? Have you heard that song? <laughs> have you heard this yeah. song? And I love the fact that it came out the same year <laughs> that you were born and still was as impactful uh, to you. So, yeah. That's well, awesome. Joe, Joe, uh, Joe gets to sing that song, which is such a such a treat and such a privilege. Um, and it, believe me, it still hits just as hard. Uh, uh, well, you know... That- that, I'm sorry, but, but just from a, a, a singing uh, point of view, that's a really... Uh, you really have to push that out. Are you working really hard when you're singing? You ought to know. I don't know. 
working hard, folks. I'm definitely working hard, like emotionally, I'm, like, having a meltdown. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You know what? A lot of people don't think when they think of a Jagged Little Pill, they think of it as um, you know that this is this this darker, you know, swaying, pissed off Alanis. But there's so much um, hope, and there's so much. You know, like beauty in in the music as well. I think we tend to think of it one way, and there's there's a there's the whole panacea of emotions, uh, and obviously 100%. that's what you're shooting to to portray in in, in the production. Uh, how how long have you been at this about this particular production? Yeah. We've been we started rehearsals at the end of July, so I, I don't know. I guess going on six months now. Okay. Um. Yeah. What uh what is Alana is Alanis had any involvement in this? Yeah, yeah. So she was obviously part of the initial like creation of Jagged Little Pill, the musical, mm-hmm. um, along with our director Diane Hollis and of course Diablo Cody. And yeah, she's kind of been in and out throughout the process. And she she came to San Francisco to meet with us and kind of have a day with us, and we got to ask her anything we wanted which was lovely. And she's such a wise, interesting, kind human being that to hear her perspective on these songs, you know, 25 years later was was once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Did she get a chance to see a run through with you performing or come to a performance of that with you performing in it? Because I'm curious what that experience would be like. Yeah, I think she came She came to L.A. for our opening night, and then she came again in, in San Fran, which is, I think, closer to her to her hometown now. But, yeah, she had a, she really loved it. I, I, you know, very deliberately try and, and match my voice to, like, things that she's doing and take some of her stylistic choices because people are, you know, people love to hear that. Yep. And it was an honor to get to do that to her, and hopefully. Right, I mean, you- she... That's you know, <laughs> and I'm sure she did. But and, and it's got to be and, and kudos to you because you 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 tread a fine line. You don't want to be doing an impression. You want to be you want to be paying tribute. And 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 we heard you obviously accommodating the things that she does, her mechanisms for singing. But you your own voice clearly sits in that register. <laughs> Uh, and and so yeah, so that that's got to be cool. Um, I have to ask you because when you're when you're doing stuff like that and you're belting out you know songs and you're and you're in a show for this long, uh, I, I, you know, do you do you, what do you do to maintain your voice? Do you lose your voice? Do you just sit in a? Oh. Uh, do you sleep on top of a humidifier? Uh-huh. What do you do? Literally, yeah, I have like a humidifier behind beside my bed. I have this giant water bottle for people that are watching at home, um, at, like everything yeah Rick, scheming like it's it's a full-time job on top of my full-time job yeah wow. yeah so you guys this is a this is a touring production you guys are only here for another week or so and like you said you were you were in la and san francisco i don't know where you're off to next but i was wondering how that this all works out like do you guys have two different sets so that as you're you're performing in one city another set can be built in another city, or or is there a, a little bit of time in between uh, each uh, city that you do this in? No, we're hardcore. Yeah. We are so hardcore. <laughs> um, we, you know, we it's it's bananas backstage. We close up the show Sunday night, you know, around nine thirty p.m., and then the crew, our amazing crew, is like packing the trucks as we are finishing the show. Like you take, you have a prop in your hand and you like hand it to a crew member that puts it into a truck. Like they, and then they drive to wherever 
our next our next place is. Yeah. It's it's intense. Jade, when the, when the record came out, um, I, like most people, listened to it a lot, and it was uh, on the radio a lot, and then I kind of got away from it for probably 20-some years, and then uh, revisited it two or three years ago, and I had forgotten how much I love the song you learn. It's it's my favorite song on the record, and I'm curious as to whether or not you have a favorite song from the record. You learn is up there. I, I'll, I'll have to say that. Like You're right. It's so beautiful, and it's so all-encompassing for what the album is. Um yeah, I don't. I think hand in my pocket. That's a great song. It's yeah. so it's so nice and so like <laughs> jovial and and and. Eh, just, uh, yeah, I love the video yeah. too. The the video is great. I mean, you know, uh, the, the that playful side. Uh, you know, I, I love to see Alanis Morissette. By the way, is does a um, she plays sort of like a an ethereal voice in this new animated newer animated series, uh, The Great North. I think it's called. Okay, and uh, so she's she's got a good sense of humor. And I think that it's cool that, you know, uh, again, you hear any piece of any Alanis Morissette song, you're going to start singing to it. To have this opportunity to be reminded of it through this show is a great thing. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, we're getting a lot of uh, texts coming in. People have already seen it and uh, are commenting specifically on you and using words like power and beauty and stuff like that. So, wow. They usually use that for show, us. Showstopper. I know. <laughs> and Jade gets it now. Yes. Uh, well, that's awesome. So the show continues at the Academy of Music uh, through Sunday. Coming up very soon, it's wrapping up. you got another week or so, less than a week, actually, to, to get on it. But tickets are available at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Jade, continued success. Thanks for coming on this morning, and we appreciate your time. Thank you all so much. All Have right. a great day. Take care. Jade McLeod, guys. <laughs> Jagged Little Pill. That was a great, is a great record. In fact, I will, I'm going to dive down that road again later on today. You know when I started re-listening uh, recently was the death of Taylor Hawkins. Okay. Yeah, so, so and then, you know, I was watching some, some footage, and... Um, you know, there was, as these things happen, there's this ex- explosion. Who is this? Oh, my God, everyone mm-hmm. loves it. Mm-hmm. Now, because everyone loves it, I'm not sure. Maybe it's too much. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, oh, oh, and then you take the breathing. You go, no, we were right to, to yeah. love it yeah. initially. And, this and was great. It's, it's well worth the time. Nice. Uh, we actually have tickets uh, to give away to see the show uh, either Wednesday or Thursday night this week. Uh, so we can give away these now. And I tell you what, we'll take, um, I'm going to give away a handful now. I'll give away a couple more before the show's up. Is that cool? Uh, so I'll take callers 15, 16, and 17 <sighs> at 215-263-WMMR. And you'll be able to go. It's this week, either Wednesday or Thursday night, 15, 16, 17. I'll give away a couple more later Preston, on. Preston, you have the ultimate chance to do something ultra meta. Wow. Go see the show and give somebody oral in the theater. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Right? Yes. I mean, come on. God, I remember when that, when that was that was the big thing. You're like, you cannot believe what this person <laughs> and said. And then it was Dave Coulier. <laughs> in this song, and it turned out to be Dave Coulier. Yeah. Did she ever confirm that 100%? It's pretty much, yeah. Right? She, yes. I'm going to say yes, because I know it's been posed to her many times, and that would have been the relationship that, you know, predated wow. that. Well, then, I mean, because that, the song is like, hell hath no fury, yes. man. Like, you know. And she says she... Amped it, you know, obviously, just to, to some extent. But she felt that way. Right. I mean, you figure you lose a Dave Coulier, you don't get to hear <laughs> cut that out the way you used to hear it. Yeah. yeah. It could be upsetting. Yeah. and uh, Some and other girl is hearing cut that out. Make you go dark side if you need to. Well, 
All right, anyhow. Uh, so moving on to something else. I saw this uh, article that I thought was kind of interesting. Actually, it was through a uh, Reddit thread of people uh, responding to a question about uh, things that you never see in porn. All right, things that don't oh. happen with sex in porn. I'm looking at number one on your list. That's and there's, hilarious. there's some very interesting <laughs> uh, things. Uh, what happens in the bedrooms that would classify as pornographic outtakes, essentially. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'll give you some examples, and right. I think that there are some that you, you will definitely go, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's absolutely true. Uh, this one says, <laughs> when you press your chest against each other and the trapped air in between makes a little fart noise as it escapes. <laughs> So right in here. Right, uh-huh. in the divot. Right in the little concave. <laughs> if you do it just right and then you pull away, it's like... Yep. <laughs> Sorry. You never Hello. see that. Mm-hmm. It's a chest queef, so it's a it's a chief. Something Hello. like that. A tweef. Uh, this is another one. Uh, now, I have to use some of the language because Bill gets a little... Yes. He gets a little scared when we go into this direction. Uh, when a man loses his excitement... Yes. ...while changing positions... While switching from one position to another. Right. You know, it may be just enough time yeah. where you have to physically get from here to there. And it's time is critical. And then we got to start over. Again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's challenging this time of year is uh, temperature in the bedroom. Because, like, when it's cold out and, like, you're that you're exposed above the sheets and, and like, stuff happens and then stops for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. got to play it right. Yeah. You got to play it right. Yeah. Timing's I, important. So this one happened this past year to me, okay? It's not the same, okay? But it says sneezing. Now, this wasn't sneezing. It was a cough. Oh, I think. Okay? okay? And this guy says, my wife sneezed during sex once and I thought that hers was going to snap my D off in half. <laughs> wow. I screamed. She laughed. So, we were having we were a great, wonderful, yeah. intimate moment and Rochelle had been sick and so she... A coughing fit came on. Oh my god! While we're in the no. middle of that, and I'm telling you, <laughs> I've never felt that before in my life. Really? Oh my god! Oh, do it so again. You were okay. What? Nothing. You were. Yeah, we okay. were in the. We were in the moment. Yes. It was. Uh, you guys hot, were attached. The hot dog was. In, <laughs> the hot dog was in the bun. Yes. And she coughed, and oh it was like god. it came like shot wow. out like a oh torpedo out of a. Out of a submarine. Bill's under his desk right now. <laughs> and it was, we both started cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> it was bizarre, man. Well, you're, you're pressurizing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. going to happen. It's, it's like jettisoning something out into space. All right. So these are things that uh, that don't no, happen. Don't happen in porn. In porn. Uh, putting your hand out to steady yourself and accidentally pulling their hair in the process. <laughs> You know what? So you know, do you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, so if if uh, if if uh, your missionary, she's on the bottom, and you put your hand down on the bed to kind of like push up or something like that, and the, their hand has gotten in their hair. Have you ever had this? Yanked it. The situation where you are on top. Okay. And you are, um, and you there is the wall in front of you, which yes. you would reach out to, and you misguess okay the distance. Mm. Yes. And, and tumble forward. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I think I, that has happened before. Similar. Kathy, have you ever had the hair thing? <laughs> I don't know. This is, I, I'm not into this. <laughs> She's, the, the pig thing was, was more the... What was the pig the, thing? The, the, the penile implant for oh, pigs. Yeah. Okay. Can, are, are there any times where you can talk about sex? Yeah, not... I don't... 
it, to me, like to hear about you and your wife, I don't want to she hear finds it that. Disgusting. No, I just, it, I don't know. I just don't want to hear it. It's <laughs> like, I, I kind of feel like, um, like when I hear somebody complain about their children and they're complaining about the things that my children do, and I'm like, oh God, thank God, like I'm not the only one. So when I'm hearing this stuff, I'm like, you're I hope, okay. Yeah. I hope she's listening because it's like, <laughs> it's not. Thank just God, you. I'm not the only one. <laughs> All right, here's another one that says, doing a new position, figuring out it doesn't work, and laughing about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right? Especially when you get like a, a, a Kama Sutra book or whatever, and you're like, yeah. hey, this will be fun. Let's give it a shot. Oh, the Kama Sutra, so it might as well be a science fiction book. The, the, um, uh, these are things that you don't see in a porn movie, just to specify, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you yeah, never this see type that. of thing you never see. So, so you, you, they're always masterful. You, you give it a try, yeah, uh, and it just doesn't. It's not no. working, and then it's funny. Yes, you know what I mean. Let's you get a kick out of that. Or then there's the uh, the cuck always laughs. Wait, what are you trying to do there? What? what like, <laughs> I don't know. I saw it. In you the decide movie to, once. Yeah, you yeah. decide to uh, to go off the script this a little bit. This one's for the cuck. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the book said it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm some, sorry. Two pages were stuck together. Some of these are, are uh, standard, and and yeah. uh, this one says the cleanup. Obviously, you don't see, yeah, that, see in, that in a uh, in a movie in a um, scene or whatever. You do see the stepmother come in. That's not how you do it. Here's one that says, uh, as far as porn and what you never see in real life and sex is the happiness. Uh, they said it's all sexy sex. There's a lot of smiling, affection, laughing, having fun. When it comes to sex, most times in porn, it's just fake lust. Real life is a lot more fun oh, and a, yeah. and a lot happier. That's true. You know, I don't know. Would that go? Would that go? No, over? not really. No, they're they're going. You, you, not for porn. Not, not for, for porn. Yeah. Not for what it's used for. They used to in the early days of pornography when when um you know you're talking about your uh, behind the green door and deep throat and those those other you know movies. Um, they were playful. There was, there was a plot, yeah. yeah, at least, and there would be... I remember, you know, the the first ones, they would actually... <laughs> they'd try to make a story. That's why learning about sex from porn is, is unrealistic. It's horrible. It's thoroughly unrealistic. There is a category on uh, several porn sites that is uh, porn for women. Yes. I don't often click on that. My friend doesn't often click on that category. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's more romantic. Is uh, and uh, does it also include cuddling and uh, smiling and the things that you're describing here? I, well, you know what? I know about that. The predominant amount of the, the people more in charge these days yeah. in the industry are women. But so, are they, but if they're marketing towards men, if they're marketing towards men. What are they doing? There, for a while, one of the most successful series, and I think we had the woman on who was behind it, uh, or, or on top of it was. Uh, uh, they were these doing these like these pirate things, and they were doing these. these oh, sure, yeah. The big Sunny Leon. Uh, yeah, I think that's who it was. Sunny, was it her? I think she was in yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, who's the um, the milf chick that we always have in? Lisa Ann. Lisa, Lisa Ann. Ann. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had her in before, and she is in. Has had. I heard that uh, she was in. Uh, like it was more love making. Okay, and. Uh, I, to me, like, if you're saying you're marketing that towards women, well, no, there's a plenty of guys out there that would prefer that over that hardcore stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm just well, saying that, I heard that from my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here are other things that uh, that you never see in porn that happen in real life. Muscle cramps. Oh, God. The yes. Without question. If you get a Charlie horse... <laughs> I mean, I just at any. I had one in the middle of the night for no reason whatsoever. It woke me up uh-huh. like three in the morning. Was, oh, big time! And I was like, Why? Why, God? Yep, it's a, it's a, uh, it's the world's worst alarm clock. 
uh, when you get a, a Charlie horse. I had one so bad that I got out and, and fell on the floor because of the bed because it was just it was too painful. And I'm like, well, how did I not even perceive that I was building towards this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this one. This is what you do not see in porn. Resuming normal life afterward. Right. You never see people in porn getting dressed up after and casually talking about resuming their day. Like, all right, going to go do some laundry now. Uh, right. Got anything you need to put in the washer before I start? Because it goes right back to life. Yeah, how how popular would that be, though, right? I know. But these are just things to keep in mind, that there's something outside of, uh, that that it's not a realistic look. Yes, yes. Of of all the things to to take away from that, realize that it's it's corrupting a lot of the way people perceive intimacy. Uh, Another one is uh, bumping heads. You don't see that? Although that would be fun to watch, because it's always fun to see something like that happen. are there outtakes? You know, like yes, we yes, there okay. are. Okay. Yeah, it's also a category that my friend. It is. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh. bloopers and outtakes. Oh, uh-huh. I need to see that. Well, it depends on what your mood is. Like, it may, maybe afterwards, that's something you would uh, want to tune into. <laughs> yep. Uh, this one says uh, your kids running in. You never see that in a point. <laughs> or your neighbor's kids running in. I yeah. mean. Uh, and then the last thing I'll add, and then we'll move along because you guys aren't into this. Oh, I am. Uh, getting stabbed by the IUD. Wow. That, I guess that, that happens. I didn't know that know. could happen. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it says. Uh, is, it, uh, is there, I guess there's point, is there a point on which you could be stabbed? I don't know. No, is it like no a medieval mace? I have no idea. Uh, but uh, that was a Reddit thread, so I thought I'd pass that along. All right, uh, this was out. Uh, people in Hawaii, Washington. No, we're not in just same Institute. <laughs> That was before. <laughs> uh, people in Hawaii, Washington, Minnesota have the longest life expectancy in the country, according to a new study. Uh, this was done by Nice RX. They had a study on Thursday that found Hawaii has the longest life expectancy of all 50 states uh, at 80.7 years. And that came out in 2020. Now, the general life expectancy in the United States has dropped by... A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, dropped for the second year in a row uh, to 76.4 years. Uh, so that uh, the number in Hawaii is about four years higher than the national average. There you go. Pick up a couple of years. Uh, CDC data shows that the difference between life expectancy among men and women has also widened. And now men in the U.S. have uh, an average life expectancy of 73.5, while women can expect to live to the age of 79.3 years. Wow. Yep. Uh, the CDC, and I think we touched on this, the CDC attributes... Uh, the decline in life expectancy to deaths caused by COVID-19, as well as deaths due to unintentional energy injuries, chronic liver disease, and cirrhosis, mm. uh, suicide, and homicide. Do you think people drink more now than they did, I don't know, back in the day? I, 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 I don't know. I think that clearly we're in the past few years, it's... If you had, if you had wanted to drink more, you probably did. It, it, to me, it seems like uh, the adults are more social these days than they were when when I was a kid and with my parents. Like my parents went out from time to time, but uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it just seems to me like there's there's more of that than than there was when I was a kid. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention to it. Oh, my kid. parents partied hard. Did they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, 1970s. Hell yes. Okay. They were all over it. Daiquiris. <laughs> Daiquiris. I, say, yeah. I mean, the the, uh, the other, the, the main sound you heard in my house was... Who <laughs> 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 was the daiquiri person? Your mom? Everybody. Every, all okay. the neighbors, parties. Daiquiris. Lime daiquiris. Uh, at yep. the house that I went to? No, this was even before that. Before that, okay. Yeah, this is, yeah, I was a young kid. I think a Wee- lot of... 
<laughs> a lot of people, Casey, have uh, a lot of adults that I know have switched over to marijuana mm-hmm. and edibles, um, vaping, that type of thing. And because they don't get hung over, um, they'll do it at home. You know, so I, I know a lot of people who are California sober and they've just sort of given up booze and uh, the, the weed is the way they go. But people aren't partying like that, right? I don't. I mean, like, you know so. what I mean? Not okay. that, like, my, my age group, I don't think so. I think it's more of like a relax at the end of the day or end of the week kind of, kind of thing. But as far as regular booze consumption, I don't know if that if that's, well, that's what I mean, statistically like, up. So in, in those households, booze consumption has gone way down, All right. but weed consumption has gone up. Uh, by the way, so uh, going back to Hawaii, in the, because they have the longest life expectancy and the average is uh, around 80 years old, uh, men have an average life expectancy of 77 and a half years while... Uh, women have an average life expectancy of almost eighty-four years. I wonder That's if pretty big difference. I wonder what do they suggest? What the contributing factors are to that? It's, it's a healthier place to live. Is they, it less in, stressful? In this story, they didn't specifically. So the other states are so closer have, to volcanoes. You have Hawaii at eighty point seven. Then you have Washington State at seventy-nine point two. So it's not too far off they have from a volcano. Hawaii. Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah. yeah, dormant volcano. Absolutely. Uh, then you have uh, Minnesota third. California was a uh, Fourth, it tied with Massachusetts, mm. which is interesting. Where's Philly suit? Uh, PA. Uh, I don't know. I only have the top ten on the right. list. Uh, New Hampshire was sixth, and it tied with Oregon. It's uh, then you have uh, Vermont tied with Utah and Connecticut uh, rounds out the top Connecticut. 10. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Pennsylvania is twenty fifth. We're always kind of in the middle, aren't we? For most things, Some except bitch. for fattest. Yeah, that we, we just dominate. We Sometimes we <laughs> stupid fattest, as we always get the wonderful accolades. But yeah. we are so close to New Jersey, which is number twenty. So, yeah. like, you know, maybe we're twenty-two, just where we are. But look at also the 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 uh, the, the breakdown. You're looking at seventy-six point eight, seventy-six point seven, seventy-six point six. So there, yeah, a lot of them are just sit right in the same pocket. Right, right. Yeah. And the, that's that's if you take the statistical. <laughs> You know, uh, percentage. You know, either way, they're, they're, it's all pretty much the same. I've uh, I come to the realization that I think I want to retire to Oregon. Really? Yeah. Oh. And, and uh, there's a few reasons why. But the maybe the number one is uh, California is incredible, but it's unbelievably expensive. So buying a home or any type of home, retirement or otherwise, in, in California is not really possible. Uh, Washington seems to me to be a little too far north and west and cold, but Oregon sits right in the middle of that. And uh, there are, and I checked, like, I was just doing Zillow yeah. porn the other day. There's there are towns in, in uh, along the Pacific Coast that are affordable, and I was I was looking at homes that here would cost. I don't know, four or five million dollars, and they were not nearly that expensive. Does it matter? Would it matter to you as far as uh, retirements of just going somewhere where you don't know anybody? No, Mm-mm. doesn't doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there would be times of the year where I'd get lonely and miss those people, but um, to me, location probably ends up I, mattering more. I have okay. clear determining factors. Like for example, the two th- retirement places on my list would be. Dubai, yeah, or Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. 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 What's the difference? Right. Right. to one <laughs> aspect that I think is going to determine where yeah. I'm going to live because yeah. the people yeah. of Dubai uh-huh. don't like the Flintstones, right? But the people of Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I get it. Still getting laughs. <laughs> um, are any of you guys interested in snowbirding? No. Uh, yes. No. Yeah, very no. much so. Yeah, so when you ask that question of moving away to somewhere where I don't know anybody, yeah, because uh, the other part of the year I would be here. 
Um, Are I, you interested in snowboarding too? I, I am, but yeah. like not. I don't. Not so, Florida. Not Florida. Yeah. Uh, I would snowboard probably in Arizona or Palm Springs. Okay. Uh, Palm Springs is is prohibitively expensive, but there are areas around Palm Springs that are more affordable. Okay. And I think I would prefer that over Florida. Would you choose snowboarding over porky pigging? There's something satisfying about porky pigging it. Really? Yeah. Not for me. Okay. What's the opposite of porky pigging where you're just wearing shorts and and no shirt? That's a good question. Uh, I haven't really, I've, we, we, I've kicked around the idea of, of snowboarding eventually down the road. Um, but I had considered Florida cause I'm like, what else is available? But you don't necessarily have to be near water. No. You can no. head out West and, and hit uh, warmer weather that way. Yeah. I just have had, um, I just have fallen in love with like Northern Arizona and, and Southern Utah, like that whole area. I could, I would never, ever get tired of. What? Just like that's where all the like the FLDS people live in North yeah. Arizona. I can change them. I know. I can change them. Yeah, just when I think of that area, and that's probably uh, stupid of me to go to that in my brain. But that's I think of like, oh, like you want twelve wives? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you know. Well, that's too many. Ten. I think. Ten. Yeah. Doable. Yeah. <laughs> all right. One more thing, then we're gonna have to take a break. But I, uh... I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> uh, after nearly three decades, stomp. Has wrapped up on Broadway. Oh, oh man, man, I was going to go. Uh, Twenty nine years. Knock it off. I saw it. Uh, I've seen it a few times. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. It's great. Uh, so, Stomp co-producer and general manager Richard Frankel said, 29 years is is a long time to sustain a run." My knees hurt. <laughs> uh, they said foreign tourists became a major part of our audience, and they really have not returned to New York since COVID. It's been tough, and we yeah. just aren't selling enough tickets. Sadly, all that killed a, a lot of shows, and then the, 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 production-wise, now, they're, that theater will then house Squirt, which is the new one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <Dear> God <laughs> very different show. How much does that cost? <laughs> it's like 10 bucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys see Squirt yet? Oh, I don't even know what I was watching. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bring uh, the slicker. So How it, long is the show? Is it like two hours with an intermission and all that? It's probably an hour and a half, something like that. We had the local stuff. Maybe two hours, yeah. Crew, remember, they would, they would occasionally we'd yeah. get them out, like at the camp out, we got them out uh, once yeah. or twice, and, and in here. It's a very inventive show. When did it first debut? Uh, 1980s is where it was, uh, when it originated the first, I'm not sure when it first uh, started as a, as a stage show, Steve, but... Uh, Stomp is not going away over over all. So over the course of its run, it became an international phenomenon, playing 45 countries. Right. Uh, performers made appearances on Sesame Street and the Olympic Games. It spoofed on the Simpton, Simpton, Simpsons, <laughs> and it has uh, sprouted multiple companies, as many as six at one time. Although the long-running London production of Stomp closed down in 2018, the producer said both the North American and European tours uh, still do good business. And will continue for the foreseeable future. By the way, it started in uh, in England. I yes, did not, I did not know that. That I remember. And I, <clears throat> I remember there was uh, the the guy who was the uh, the creator behind it um, explained how it came to be, and I completely forgot what he said. But it was very organic. Came from United Kingdom street performance scene. Nicholas, uh, his name is uh, Steve McNicholas. Uh, Together with co-creator Luke Cresswell, used their bodies and everyday objects to demonstrate the power of rhythm. 
uh, when they brought their performance uh, to Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 1991, Steve. There we go. It caught the attention of producers and then tours in Australia and Canada followed. Do you remember? So there there have been these shows like Stomp, like Blue Man Group, like... Um, uh, where they were, they the the Broadway shows that were more of a, an event. Beatlemania, I remember for the biggest, the longest time was. They huge. had some offshoots of Stomp. There was one called Blast, yeah. uh, that used uh, you know like Farts. brass instruments and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was a whole bunch of them, and there's no, there's absolutely no dialogue at all, right? In Stomp, like that, nobody says anything. In fact, I. I the guy at the very, very end, the last guy, comes out with one guy just with a broom to, uh, to wrap it up. And then he uh, has the audience kind of clapping along. And then he just says, keep going, and then walks off stage. Hmm. And that was it. Otherwise, there's no uh, there's no um, verbal interaction at all with the crowd. Uh, so co-founder, co-founder McNichols said, uh, New York has been the heart of the Stomp universe. Uh, the city has not only hosted nearly 11,500 performances on the show... Uh, it's also where the company held its most of its auditions, uh, and a company spokesperson said the future location of touring company auditions is yet to be determined. By the way, it was performed in, uh, did I say 11,500? Yeah, so yes. in, in New York alone, over or near 11,500 performances. So the, was the longest running show on Broadway the Fantastics, I think? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What is that? I, I mean, things like Cats had a really long right. run, and, and so did the Phantom of the Opera. I would like to see a cross version, like Stomp. The Stomp performers do Death of a Salesman. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm done with that. I think that would be kind of cool. No dialogue, but you get what's going on. You, you know the story well. Yeah, enough. you get the gist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Phantom of the Opera, Steve, is still running, and it's, it debuted in 1988. Wow. So, uh, uh, quick quick uh, Google search says Phantom of the Opera is the longest-running Broadway show. Do you ever see it on Broadway? No, I saw it. Uh, I saw the movie. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen the stage performance. I saw it twice, and and both times, like you, when you leave, there is wall to wall sobbing women. <laughs> uh, you know, and and I'm sure I, I teared up. There's, you know, it's the it's sad well ending. Oh, well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just one of those ones where you're like, oh my god, wow, yeah. Okay. Well, it's still apparently still going. That's is crazy. Um, Phantom of the Opera the type of uh, where they? Sing the whole time, not like uh, there's no. There's a little bit of dialogue. talking. Okay, yeah, I hate. And then those they shows. do a lot of sweeping and, and they bang on garbage cans. Okay, yeah, you hate I, the shows where it's all singing. Yeah, like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and um, Les Mis. Like uh, I, uh, I can't follow when when there's no spoken dialogue. Okay, well, you love Dear Evan Hansen, and that has spoken in it, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I he says he doesn't yeah. where there is. Oh, I got dialogue. you. Okay, no, yeah, like, Les Mis to me was, um, and everyone loves, or a lot of people love Les Mis. Yeah. Les Mis was a little arduous for me. I'm like, okay, uh, and it, that's all vocal, it seems all to be. singing. It is, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. ripping my ears out. <laughs> well, Stomp is done in New York, but the the touring shows will still come around. That's one of those things that it's going to be around yes. forever, probably. You know what? I just saw the press uh, because I was uh, curious because you said London. Uh, the play that goes wrong. Yes. Uh, it's coming to Philly. No kidding. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. You guys it's said it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. we, so, went to, we went to a West End production of that uh, per uh, recommendation from uh, Michael Giacchino. Yes. And, uh, and we saw it when we uh, did our broadcast from London, and it was a lot of fun. You can never yeah. make that into a movie. Because it has to exist as a stage it has yeah. to. creature. It has to. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's part of, in fact, they come out uh, and you're there for this theater's production right. of this particular show. It's right. a show and within they, a show. They, yeah, it's a show within a show. And uh, and it starts before the show even starts. Right. Like people are walking around and they're part of the cast and you don't know it. That's cool. 
it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so it's um, it's coming to town in April to May, and it's at a, a theater I've never heard of. It's called the uh, Play and Players Theater on Delancey Street. You guys ever hear of that? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Well, I, so when we saw it, it's a smaller theater. So I, I think you know because I saw it there, I would prefer to see it in a smaller setting. Yep. All right. Very good. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate that. We do need to take a break. We'll do some more uh, tickets for Jagged Little Pill before the show is up. So hang in and I'll tell you when to call in and win those. Uh, We'll come back with the bizarre file. Yeah. So hang in there. We'll be right back. What's new? Why have you asked? Ghost. Disturbed. Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 933 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to dive right into it and begin with this story out of India. Their aviation regulation on Thursday issued a notice to Air India officials for failing to comply with norms of handling unruly passengers following a midair urination incident. I hate those. On one of its flights last year, India's air safety watchdog said it sought details from the airline on the incident of an unruly male passenger allegedly relieved himself and a fellow female traveler on its business class flight. You're not supposed to get that in business class. No. Uh, from New York to Delhi on November 26. If you're in business, he should have crapped on her. Yeah, right. Uh, so they issued a notice to the airline's accountable manager, director, and flight services, and all the pilots and cabin crew, members of that flight, asking them to explain within two weeks why action should not be taken against them for failing to uphold regulations. The unruly passenger was drunk when he allegedly unzipped and relieved himself on a female passenger in her 70s who has oh since written God. a letter of complaint to Air India's group chairman about the, quote, most traumatic flight she's ever experienced. Dear Air India, one of your passengers pissed on me. (laughs) Uh, She said although she was offered a set of pajamas and slippers. Come on. After informing the crew that her clothes and shoes were soaked in urine, she was told to return to her seat after it was cleaned. Shut up, you old bitty. When she refused to return to the soiled seat, which was covered with sheets but still reeked of urine, oh my uh, she was offered the cruise seat for the rest of the flight. Which is incredibly uncomfortable. She said, I subsequently learnt from a fellow passenger that several seats were available in first class. And he suggested to the crew that I be moved into one of those seats rather than being forced to sit in a soiled seat. Clearly. The crew did not feel that taking care of a distressed passenger was a priority. It's horrific. At the end of the flight, the staff, she said, told me that they would give me a wheelchair to ensure that I clear customs as early as possible. However, the wheelchair deposited me at a waiting area where I waited for 30 minutes and nobody came to get me. I think the rule should be you get pissed on immediate first class. She said, I finally had to clear customs on my own and collected the luggage by myself, all in Air India pajamas and socks. She's 70. The drunk passenger reportedly left the airport without facing any action upon what? landing. Yeah. How's that not? Here, they, I think they would consider it assault, right? Now, just 10 days later, a similar episode took place uh, again on an Air India Paris Delhi flight when a drunk male passenger peed on a blanket of a female passenger. The aircraft pilot reported the incident to the authorities and the passenger was apprehended, although he was allowed to leave after the female passenger declined 
to file a police case. So, I mean, they, they do have bathrooms on those, don't they? I would hope so. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the things we're overlooking here. Yeah. They just don't have bathrooms. If you have to go, please piss on someone next to you. In Naples, Florida, police are looking for a man who allegedly threw his beer on a five-month-old baby girl during a drunken, drunken rampage. See, this all involves booze. Uh, D, the mother of the child, said as he stormed out, he proceeded to throw an entire beer on my five-month-old baby who was in her stroller doing absolutely nothing wrong. That's wrong. Uh, the man was thrown out of Virginia's Italian restaurant on Monday night uh, for being overly intoxicated. On his way out, he began yelling at a family who was saying their goodbyes near the sidewalk, and then he threw the beer on the baby. I don't like the way your baby's looking at me. D said, when I saw my baby scared like I've never seen before, uh, soaking wet in beer, I knew I had to pick her up and grab her. Uh, Virginia's restaurant manager quickly stepped in and took a photo of the man. He paid in cash at the bar, and there was no surveillance footage captured of the incident. Other restaurants uh, also reported run-ins with the man and similar issues, minus the beer throwing. The child's mother said last night a woman said she saw him stumble into Sushi Thai no. and asked the hostess to let him purchase beer to go. Another woman is positive she served him dinner in North Naples that same night. They'll get this guy. Uh, the incident has been reported to the police. They're investigating. Anybody who recognized the man is asked to call the police. How's the baby going to ID him? Yeah. Uh, you'll love this, Steve. It was l- a lucky day for a beachgoer in Australia after she found a blue-ringed octopus in her bathing suit. Oh, Lisa, man. Lisa Bryant was swimming at South Beach when she found a shell and tucked it into her bathers for safekeeping. Uh, she said it's something she often does in her daily swims, but this time was different as she began to feel irritation once back on the beach. Oh. She said, I pulled the shell out, and the blue-ringed octopus was coming out, and I sort of squealed and dropped it. Uh, despite its small size... The creature can cause serious damage to humans, even leading to death. The bite doesn't cause pain, and puncture marks may not be visible. Uh, Numbness will be experienced, and it may become difficult to speak or see. She said, I had a quick look to see if there were any marks, uh, and I had a little scratch. I started to freak, and everybody on the beach was freaking out, telling me to go to the hospital. Luckily, the creature had not bitten her. As a habit, she takes shells that are, uh, she shakes shells that are enclosed, but nothing appeared when she did it this time. So if this ever happens to you guys, uh, apparently uh, you can um, you can tickle them. Do you know how many tickles it takes to get an octopus off you? No. Ten tickles. That's <laughs> 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 good. It's like tentacles. Tentacles. It's like the tentacles. Okay, tentacles. Thanks, Dad. She said in hindsight... What was the one we told? We, there were two on Friday that we... There were. You had somebody, something about... Uh, were you laughing at your wife when she dropped the laundry? Yeah, I just stood there and watched it unfold. It's <laughs> good. You guys are working together. Uh, this woman said, if you're swimming around South Beach, don't be tempted to uh, souvenir any shells from the seabed. Wait, I had, I had Jace's friend from the backseat the yeah. other day say to me, he goes, uh, did you hear the rumor about butter? I'm like... No, what? what do you, he goes, oh, never mind, I'm not going to spread it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So 11 years, 11 year olds telling me dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell them the 10 tickles one. See what they think. All right, last story. This is pretty messed up, but also interesting in how this guy was busted. Orthodontist Dr. Thomas Patrick Shannon is facing criminal charges after investigators say he was found to have solicited sexually explicit photos and videos from a minor in North Carolina through social media. Now, the sheriff's office 
uh, detective, uh, I'm sorry, the detective bureau received a tip about Shannon's online communications with a 17-year-old girl. Detective Tim Potts went and interviewed Shannon at his business, Shannon Orthodontics. Detective Potts asked Shannon if he could recall talking to a young girl via Snapchat roughly two years ago, to which Shannon allegedly replied, possibly yes. He said, you asked for some nude photographs and you were going to send her money. Shannon replied, if it happened, obviously it's all there and I have to fess up to it. I didn't know anything more about that, but some girls are on there soliciting. So Shannon then apparently made a confusing move. Mm. He hired a forensic investigator to examine his iPhone and iCloud accounts in an attempt to show that there was no child porn stored on it. Well, the investigator allegedly found a large amount of (laughs) child porn in his data. This is the guy that he hired to Uh, go in there. I told you I was a pedophile. Did I? This allegedly (laughs) included photos of uh, minors under the age of 10 and sexually explicit photos of prepubescent and adolescent children. Detective Christopher Gehring uh, continued to investigate the case, case, and he apparently found that Shannon had been uh, communicating with known minors online and seeking explicit photos and videos since at least January 2019. Yeah, but I defy you to find four kilos of coke in my trunk. And had used (laughs) multiple social media apps online, uh, uh, banking accounts to do so. So Shannon has been charged with eight felony charges in the case, this idiot. He should get a discount on his defense attorney. On many levels, and that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right. I got two more passes to see Jagged Little Pill. We had the star of the show, Jade McLeod, on just a little while ago. Jade was awesome and will be performing. And it's only going on through the 15th, I believe. And we have uh, either Wednesday or Thursday show this week that you can see at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. We'll take callers uh, 11 and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. And you will get to go to the show this week. So give us a call right now and we'll put you on that list. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. The lesson question, the trash and music news are up next. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ah, what time is it? 11.21. Ah, 21. It's 10.21. <laughs> Feels like 11.21. I don't know where I saw 11. Oh, it was uh, 10.21 and 11 seconds. <laughs> it's all time is There's material. The second ticker that comes uh, next to that. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? I don't really know. Uh, I do have a question to pose to you, and that question is going to be worth a pair of tickets to see Bruce Orama. All right, and this is going to be uh, one fun night hosted by cult film star Bruce Campbell, who's been on our show many, oh, many times. Awesome. Friday, April 14th at the Keswick Theater. Uh, part one is A Last Fan, starring Interactive Trivia Contest. And it's a bunch of other stuff. I'll read that to you in a minute here. Uh, we'll uh, ask this question and see if you can get it right. The question is, what Broadway show will be replacing Stomp? 
215-263-WMMR. We found that out just a little while ago. Yeah. Actually, it was not that long ago at all, like less than an hour ago. Uh, what Broadway show will be replacing Stomp? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning it's brought to you by Horizon Services. Lower your home heating cost with a same-day system tune-up from Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical for $79. You can get your spring service for just $59. Book fast at HorizonEZBook.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have split after spending the holidays apart. Scott has reportedly been eager to focus more time on his concert tour where he says he's been crushing it. So, yeah. ah, hey! Sportsgossip.com confirming that 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers is dating 25-year-old model Mallory Edens. Roger says he and Edens clicked immediately, which was the sound of his penis locking in place. Oh, my God. And finally, Celine Dion's fans began protesting outside Rolling Stone's offices on Friday after the magazine left her off a list of the top 200 greatest singers of all time. The large group carried signs and repeatedly chanted, We're here, we're queer, which you probably already guessed. (laughs) All right, let's see if we do get an answer to this question. My Broadway show will be replacing Stomp. 215-263-WMMR is the number. First caller in is Eric, so that's the one we'll go to. Hey, Eric, how you doing, man? What's up? Yo, bud. All right, so we need to know what, what Broadway show... We'll be replacing Stomp, please. That would be Squirt. Squirt. Yep. Hang on the line, Eric. You got yourself tickets to go see Bruce Orama. Two events in one fun night hosted by cult film star Bruce Campbell. Friday, April 14th, Keswick Theater, Part 1, a last fan standing interactive trivia contest for fans on fantasy, horror, sci-fi, superheroes, and gaming. Everyone in the audience gets to participate to the, for the, uh, gets to participate in that. Part two is called a Groovy Bruce movie screening, <laughs> oh, cool. including a Q and A with Bruce. And tickets are on sale this Friday, the thirteenth, at ten a.m. via axs.com. So good stuff there, and come and get it, my friend. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety-three-three WMMR. All right. Uh, We'll start with this story about Radiohead. They revealed that they are going to be, quote, getting, going to be getting together uh, in early 2023. Phil Selway told Spin that we're going to get together at the start of the year. And I am sure that we're going to start looking at other ideas for what comes next. He said, hail to the thief. It's a long time since that record, isn't it? Uh, The band's last studio album came out in 2016 Mm. when a moon-shaped pool and their last tour was in 2018. So it's been some some time. They need to uh, to get on it. Uh, Cage Elephants, Matt Schultz, was arrested Thursday night for gun possession. Uh, Schultz posted $10,000 bail but awaits a February hearing in New York City. According to Deadline... Uh, the two firearms were found in Schultz's Lower Manhattan Hotel, uh, reporting that uh, cops were called when someone saw him take a gun from his pocket. Uh, Schultz appeared to be intoxicated as well. That's mm, a good thing. Uh, meanwhile, Consequence reported that the person allegedly said Schultz was carrying a handgun uh, into a ground floor public bathroom was an employee at the Bowery Hotel. 
When questioned by the NYPD, Schultz admitted that he owned two forty-five caliber guns, a Sig Sauer and a Smith & Wesson, uh, though at the time he reportedly claimed to not remember if they were still in the hotel. But upon uh, receiving a search warrant from a judge, police indeed found the two unlicensed and loaded weapons in his hotel room. So he's facing a little bit of issue with that. Metallica has brought back its archival online streaming service. The band has begun running rare performances from its Black Album era via Nugs.net. Metallica sent an email to fans announcing the revamped series, writing, With help from the archivists at the Metallica Black Box, our friends at Nugs.net are bringing back the Wherever We May Roam live stream series from a year ago. Loudwire reported that, the series will feature 10 concerts that span 1991 to 93. A new concert will debut every Monday and Sunday for five weeks. Uh, according to the announcement, they said, if you remember these shows, you know they aren't that polished. Uh, the polished productions you'll find today, the standard definition footage comes from beta cam tapes with the occasional camera dropout and the audio is straight from the soundboard. But these shows aren't just a time capsule from the 90s anymore. Uh, they've gotten some modern upgrades, including a new extended edit and mastered audio by Ruben Cohen at uh, Lurson Mastering. So that's coming up. And then finally, Peter Gabriel has dropped uh, Pano, a Panopticom, is what it's called. Panopticon? Yeah, I believe is how you say it. Panopticom, the first single from his upcoming album, uh, titled I.O., uh, Gabriel said in a press release, the first song is based on... I.O. <laughs> So that's what inspired the new Peter Gabriel album? I that uh, Rocky impression that now he hears it doesn't sound that good? Yeah. Uh, the first song <laughs> is based on an idea, he said, <laughs> that I've been working on to initiate the creation of an infinitely expandable, accessible data globe, uh-huh. the Panopticom. Yeah, keep going. We are beginning to connect a like-minded group of people who might be able to bring this to life, to allow the world to see itself better and understand more of what's really going on. What the hell are you talking about? According to the announcement, the lyric is, in part, inspired by the extraordinary work of three groups, Forensic Architecture, Bellingcat, and the Gabriel co-founded pioneering human rights organization Witness. Uh, and the legendary Brian Eno contributed the haunting electronics to Panopticom. Uh, Panopticom is Gabriel's first new track since offering up The Veil for Oliver Stone's 2016 film Snowden. So it's been that long for him. So this all sounds very Katy Perry. Doesn't it, though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like California Girls. Uh, I.O. marks Gabriel's first mainstream, or A. All original new new album since 2002's up collection. Okay. All right. Thank you. I hit the button. Uh, no go. release date has been announced for I.O., uh, but Gabriel Ew. plans to issue new- Hulk smash! A new track hit. off the set to coincide with every upcoming full moon. He is a very uh, yeah. thoughtful kind of guy. This is a very intense subject matter. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing you, um, you know, start a sitcom with. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's what I have. <laughs> Uh, in music news for you. All right, uh, that wraps up. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, which is a straight-up cash this That's week. It. And we'll see what uh, Pierre has got cooking for you. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with Wait, what's that? Where was that place, Preston and Steve, said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... 
Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Monday morning, program coming to a close. One down and a few more to go before Friday will arrive. It will be here before you know it. We're counting with you, my friend. But we'll uh, ease the pain along the way with stuff to win, things to chat about, and so on. But, um, yeah, today's been a good day. It has been. Enjoyed it. And uh, we see should see some uh, plenty of sunshine like we're seeing right now, going up to about 46 degrees and warming up as we get towards the end of the week as well. I would like to thank our one and only guest who was on this morning, and that was Jade McLeod. Jade, very lovely person, who is in one of the lead roles for Jagged Little Pill, is is at the Academy of Music uh, through Sunday. And we gave away some tickets today. If you want to get some, you can go to KimmelCulturalCampus.org. But it was cool to talk to Jade and just reminisce about what an amazing album that Jagged Little Pill is. Uh, so we thank uh, Jade for being on this morning. Uh, Pierre Robert is here looking at his glasses, getting all set, cleaning things up. Got to have them crystal clear. Just like my program. Just <laughs> like your program. Just Unblemished. Flawless. Just like uh-huh. the interior space between both ears. <laughs> Just clear and flawless. In my head. Crystal clear. Crystal clear. <laughs> yeah. Clarity is your middle name. Clarity. <laughs> Pete Clarity Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How was your weekend? Fine. Thank you. Excellent. It's so nice out. Is it? Um, it's. I mean, okay. it's not. It's not warm, but it's crisp. I and love clean. that. Clean. Uh, it's not. It's not painfully cold. The sun always helps. Yeah, the sun helps. There's no wind blowing, uh, and uh, blissfully, my home country uh, in California is finally getting some. Uh, moisture almost too much. It seems to be feast or famine in the weather department, but they've had such terrible droughts in California. We are a little on the light side for ski areas and stuff out here, out there. Pounded, uh, right? Pounded. I mean, they they just got one storm and another one's on the heels of that, another one on the heels of that. They have like three or four feet of snow up at Lake Tahoe. You can't travel between uh, the base of the Sierra foothills up to Lake Tahoe, which is uh, like an hour and a half drive. It's the roads are closed. You I know, mean, Jeremy Renner had that. He has a place in right, Tahoe, and right. he had that plow, and he was plowing out, you know, his area, and he was showing an area he had plowed, and the snow is up like six, seven feet, eight yeah. feet. Uh, yeah. Just crazy amounts of snow. It's absolutely wild. And you're My, right here is like uh, we were going to go yesterday, and we looked at the mountain we were going to go to. There were four trails open. Oh, right. I was like, oh. this is not worth it. And and they had they had to close down after being opened in December because there's just no snow and not even uh, time to make it. Friend of mine uh, skis up in New York, and uh, would that be the Adirondacks or and um, Wyndham or Hunter or I don't yeah. know the ski area, but he sent me a picture. And it was clearly one of those um, uh, snow-made things because you could see the snow. And then immediately there was an edge and it was the field, uh, which is a clear sign of, you know, making snow. But whatever works. Well, we're holding that hope because the Cardboard Classic is coming up March 3rd. We got plenty for that. Plenty of snow. I've already ordered it. Uh, by the way, we hopefully we'll have a, an announcement later this week uh, for registration and get people start uh, signing up to be a part of that whole thing. Our first time at Montage Mountain uh, in Scranton. So we're looking, uh, and, and Rodney over the weekend was sending us pictures of the area from which we will be broadcasting from. And Perfect. 
It's beautiful. It's it's like exactly what we've always wanted. It's, it's uh, a little bit more modern than what we have been uh, broadcasting yeah. from in the past, and it looks awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Very Hopefully cool. we'll have snow. Yeah. All right. Oh, we will. Uh, letter to the day, my man? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by The Letter. C is in cardboard. All right, C is in cardboard. We're going to give away 300 bucks. It's that simple. We will do that on Friday, so keep track of the letters, and next thing you know, we'll have some cash in your pocket. Uh, what's happening on the program today, Pierre? We have a Jimmy Page birthday, so obviously a block of Led Zeppelin. We have a Dave Matthews birthday, so obviously a block of Dave. And uh, Neil Peart passed, as you know, yesterday. Uh, we did um, a vinyl cut, a really nice vinyl cut, Time Stand Still, on Friday. Uh, and I was uh, flashing back because that was the last song you and I played in the tribute. Mm. Did we do a two or was it a three hour? Tri- I think it was a three hour. It might have been a three hour tribute. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Sunday following when he passed, uh, you and I came in. Has it been two years? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we'll do a, a full block today. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets Fresh Foods. And local flavors. Uh, tomorrow on the phone, we're going to have a comedian, Andrew Collin, huh. uh, popping in. And Steve Gutenberg. The Steve Gutenberg. The Steve Gutenberg will be Cocoon. on the show tomorrow. Yeah, Cocoon Police and uh, Police Academy and all that Lava stuff. Angela? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.